Today's episode is brought to you by DiaperDude.com. Men now have a choice to carry a bag designed by a dad for dads, because diaper bags are for everyone. This episode is also brought to you by The Perfect Dad Food. Do you like bacon? Do you like jerky? Try Go Bacon Adventure Ready Snacks. This podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like damn and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Galan, Joe, and I am John. A little bit later, of course, we're going to be getting to our regular segments that uh, America has come to know and love, Ask the Dads, Dad Jokes, and Things to Check Out. But first, we have a special guest dad with us this evening. Galan, would you introduce our guest dad? Um, our guest dad today is someone that I've known for almost 15 years, which is really weird to say. I mean, it's one thing because I've I brought up n- numerous times that I've known John for 30 years, but for almost half that, I have known um, my friend Alan, uh, who I work with. So, welcome to the podcast, Alan. Welcome. Hello, that was everyone. a really shitty introduction. Alan. Yeah, man. Wow, Here, Alan, I feel uh, like we know so much about you now. No, no, it's like... <laughs> So we know you're a guy. You work. You've yeah, known you work. Gone for 15, 15 years. Yep. No, no. So, so that's about it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's all. Well, hey, um, all right. So we'll be right back with <laughs> Ask the Dads. Yeah. Great episode, over. everybody. No, so like uh, one of the things is that that defines at least to me, Alan, is the fact that he loves Spider-Man. So, uh, you know, like if, if there's one thing that comes to mind, if if I'm out and about at Target or or Walmart or wherever I'm shopping. And I see something. The one thing that thinks, makes me think about Alan above everything else is when I see something Spider-Man, whether it's T-shirt, onesie, video game figures, like anything. Even yeah, onesie. Yeah, like Alan wears you a could onesie. Put bi- milk in there. You could put a Snickers. Uh, anything you want to keep cool. So that reminded me of. I, I do have a Spider-Man onesie. Oh, nice. Oh, I do. Actually, that, that shirt is actually really cool. Because yeah. not only is it Spider-Man. Tell him what. what so oh, so the shirt Deadpool. he's wearing, it's Spider-Man and Deadpool. But what's cool about it is that Spider-Man is wearing a Deadpool like hoodie onesie outfit. And Deadpool is wearing a Spider-Man onesie. That is correct. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. So it's it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Alan was is someone that um, I've worked with. So when I started working at the company I work for, Alan was in the training class. Um, about a year passed, we ended up being on the same team. And that's kind of when... We became friends. We have a lot of the same interests, same kind of nerdy outlooks on stuff. Um, and then we ended up living together for three years so, or so. So I guess would you guys say things got serious? Things got super serious. Oh. Yeah, so he, who, popped the, he popped the question. Who asked you to move <laughs> in? Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. I think it was a mutual kind of conversation. I think he brought it up, and I'm like, no, it that just makes made good. sense at that point in yeah. the relationship. So when I Ther- mean, that was the next phase. Sure. When Teresa and I moved in together, like we moved in together with Alan. So Alan's kind of he's kind of oh, been so the, he's the, the Ted cent- Mosby. So you guys were Polly. We were we were Polly absolutely. Okay. <laughs> he got the bigger room. We got the master room. Um, but uh, anyway, so Alan was the best man, and when Teresa and I got married, um. Nice. You know, it's a, he had... And of I course, do what I can. 
<laughs> um, you know, he had a daughter, for, or I guess a kid, but a daughter first, and so that was the first kind of like exposure to the the first hand dad ex- or second hand dad experience of, of someone like that's not family. The first second hand dad experience. Yes, gotcha. that, that's probably, that's probably a hashtag in there somewhere. Okay, fair um, enough. But okay. It, you know, it yeah, is just something totally. that that you know, Alan and I have a lot in common. Um, we're both, you know, if you subscribe to the theory, we're both Scorpios, but very different in our approach. I'm the, the vindictive one. He's more of the passionate one. Um, but it's just, we have a lot of... Do you uh, hear that, old housewives? Go yeah. check your horoscopes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just, we have a, there's a, we, there's a lot that we have in common and for, you know, in the company that we have, that we, we work for a large company <clears throat> and for us to be in the same training class and then in the same department and, and have a you know you have a friendship come from work because you know you work with a lot of people you might be work friends with them but it's really i think it's rare to find a relationship that you take that friendship beyond work where you're hanging out outside of work and eventually live together and then you know you look up and you've been friends for 15 years it's or almost 15 years it's it's just kind of crazy so um alan's one of the few people in the in the world that it's like you know that this this is a guy like john and joe that this is part of my family he is he is my brother from another mother. Oh, but it's you know it's 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 one of those things where it's you know it's like I I'm pass those tissues to yeah. Alan real quick. I'm Hold someone on. that subscribes to the theory that it's family is what you make. You just because you're born blood doesn't define the relationship. The you know whether you think it's God, the universe, whatever. This this person was put in my life for a reason, and you know there's, there's been a huge impact there. And so it's the ability, the, the fact that we can have him on the podcast is. Is really cool because I think it's you know he has a, a a very interesting perspective that I think that he can offer and the, and the fact that it's like he gets to have a conversation with two of my other friends. I mean they've talked before, but like to have a an hour and a half or two hour conversation with my other two close friends, it's 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 just really cool. Like, yeah. All right, Alan, you guys yeah, yeah. stopped me before I just I start rambling because I get emotional <laughs> and I'm like. I just want to talk about me, but it's like... I was just going to let him cool, go. I was well, enjoying it. Alan, Alan was like, awesome. I need uh, more no, that's, praise. That, that's John. Well, that was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> play, play my, yeah, I played no. my ego. No, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, so Alan... Do you think my head will ever pop? I don't think so. No, it just keeps getting no. bigger and bigger. Speed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. going to become a, a satellite up there. <laughs> totally. So, Alan, one of the ways we start our, our shows generally is catching up with the dads and seeing what they've been up to. So in, Joe's ashamed. In dad world, I think been... we're off to a rock and start. I'm excited. Too. Hey, is anyone still listening? No. Uh, <laughs> the three of you that listen on a regular basis. <clears throat> no, uh, Alan. Uh, <laughs> after yeah, after Gawan said that, Joe pointed to three the three of us at the table, the host. Anyways, uh, you can you can edit this to make it sound good, right? I've done that so far. Okay, cool. Well, I start now. Um, yeah, I'm totally getting that static again. Now it stopped. Don't know. All right. It's probably live wire. That I will try. To, I will try to edit that out. Okay. So, Alan, as I was saying, one of the things we generally do at the start of our podcast is go around the table, check up with the dads, see what they've been up to. So, so what what have you been dealing with recently in Dad World? Oh man, which is like. A scary sort of rewarding amusement park. That's what that, <laughs> that is a like. really good way to describe it. Scary yeah. but rewarding. It's kind of like uh, I would say, like uh, the state fair rides. Like you know, they're sort of safe, but 
Every once in a while, it breaks down, where you and get you go like, flying. Or you your, get safety, like, your safety bar comes up, and you're like, oh, shit. Better like, hang on. Or you get like an 18-year season pass for $1.5 million. <laughs> That's a really scary number, John. Thanks. Well, whatever it is. Yeah, totally. Anyways, back to Alan. Well, um, what's been going on in dad world? So, as a dad, you you always want to make sure you're you're making the right decision for your child in any situation. And as of recently, uh, my daughter is almost nine. She'll be nine in January. Dude, that's so crazy. You have what kid? Just one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dude, the fact that she's the daughter. fact that she's nine. That it's been almost a decade. That's yeah. That's so crazy. You've had years more terror as a parent than these guys have. This so is far. true. And I, I have experience in daycares and volunteering in daycares and raising niece and nephews and stuff. So, so kids are an important facet of my life. Right. Now, from a personal standpoint, if any of you have seen Bad Boys 2 <laughs> with um, Will and Martin and his daughter's about to go on the date, my daughter's far from that. However, recently, just watching her walk around in her jammies and stuff, I noticed... My daughter has little lady, lady lovely humps, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because she is somewhat built like me athletically, and when she walks by and I look and I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to shoot someone. It's already starting. The reality. It's, it's already like, starting, and she's not even nine. Dude, she's four foot two. Or something like that, I believe. No, no. To normal people, that sounds really short because it's like we're like you know like I'm six foot two, but it's like as a parent, like Ellie's at the forty four in the forty inch range. And I'm just like holy shit. Yeah. So for the fact that you're in the that you're at the fifty inch range, like that's she's almost of legal height to not need a booster seat. She's three wow. inches away from that. That's okay. crazy. Man. So that in itself is a little scary. So you have little lady hump in the back. And you're almost tall enough to get out of your booster seat. So the decision in the mind is like to buy or not to buy a gun. That's that's basically <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. We live in Texas, guys. So and girls and is that whoever. okay? When when did had you anticipated having to even think about that? To be honest, <laughs> when she was five. Okay, you're like one day I'm going to be dealing with this because it, it started when she was about four or five. Just the boy just, crazy kind of stuff. Not right? not even not even the voice. Just her being shapely already. Oh, okay. she was she was very she she was she's built like me from the waist down. And you're very shapely, man. And uh, you know, I, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well you done. Know. <laughs> of all the people at the table, there is the most muscle definition. Yes. Captain Allen, hands down, no yes. doubt, no doubt. You know, I'm five foot eleven. You know, my daughter's Short mom ass. is is five two. And I think I am the shortest person here. I'm not about to say, when I say call you a short ass at 5'11", I am not about to say your mom's a shorter ass at 5'2". She will come down, appear at my front door, and beat my ass. Eh, eh, Just eh. saying. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my, my daughter's kind of tall for her, her age. And just watching her grow and watching her fill out in, in spaces already. And I'm like, dude, it's like, you know, these are thoughts that you don't want to have because as a, as a father... So as a man, you know, there's certain things that you look at and you like visually. And then as a dad, you think about, okay, I have a little girl. She's going to be growing up. And then someone's going to look at her, at her the way that I look at other women. And I'm like, I don't want yeah. that. But then I'm like, well, I have to eat those words because that's what I do, even though I don't object, objectify them per se. But I still look at it from a, an appealing standpoint. And I'm thinking to myself, she's already developing some of that at nine. And um, this is hard. It's hard to grasp. 
Dude, that's crazy. That's what you guys have to look well, forward and, to. And, and I say that because it's like I remember like being in sixth and seventh grade. So that's you know twelve, thirteen, and you look at the eighth graders, and you're mm-hmm. like. Okay, like the girls in my grade are nothing because the eighth graders are the developed ones. Yeah. That's 14. And then, of course, that was during the 90s, but now it's like, that's nine, ten. Something's well, in I the can, water. I can remember. I yeah, can or, remember. or the milk or, you know, that's a whole other podcast that we're not up. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. as a kid, I, I remember all of a sudden <clears throat> at school, probably around fifth grade, where oh, see, I, was I was like, oh, some girls... <laughs> and see, I, I, I didn't until seventh or eighth grade where I'm like, or, or you get into sixth grade, no, no, you see but, the eighth but graders. Even, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, when you get into sixth grade and you see an eight, eight yeah, yeah, grade, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Or you become just, a freshman and you yeah. see the senior. Oh yeah, and it's, it's it's so crazy, and that's one of the things I think is interesting. This is a weird is, conversation, by the way. It is, but it's like you know, <laughs> it's I, something I, you guys all have to deal with. You know, it's it's as as a dad, you have to think about that because you know, and, and, and it's the the whole thing of boys will be boys, and it's you know, and especially in modern parent or modern day or modern culture where it's you know it's well boys will be boys is just a you know it's a gender new gender stereotypical thing or whatever but it's like that's a thing and it's like having to think of like what is my daughter gonna wear anything goes back to what what we talked about with elliot like well, actually, the, the, so, the yeah we'll get with this so we'll, we'll talk yeah, yeah, about we'll this talk more later yeah no i just want to interject because i have a son and a daughter now so i think it's an interesting standpoint because i'm looking at things from a big picture right yeah. so um, so we're small picture thinkers. Okay. No, 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 no. That's no, not no, what I'm saying. I'm I will never tell anybody how <laughs> like, to this think. Is like, and like I will never guys... tell anybody how to parent because I think that, except that I do a podcast about how to parent. No. This is like, <laughs> this, yeah, no, no. This is like, you do a podcast about how you parent. That's true. That's true. This is, this is, this is what we were talking about last yeah. week. Uh, they can't have an opinion because you're the father right, of a boy right. and a girl. No, no, no. <laughs> they can absolutely have it. But my point is that. You know, I think that a lot of people excuse inappropriate behavior with the moniker of boys will be boys. And we're so focused on protecting women and, and, you know, what are they wearing and what are they doing that I'm we're not, not we're not, we're not taking, no, we're not kidding. taking the time to just raise our sons right at the same time that we're doing this with the girls. So that way, years later, everybody doesn't have to do this. And so I'm taking the point where I'm like, no, boys, boys will not be boys. My son will be educated properly to where he respects people. And my daughter, I'm already raising her. I'm like, I'm not going to worry about her. She's going to kick whoever's ass. Tries to. She already is like, my like her extended family or other people will be like, can I have a hug? And she's like, no, get away from me. And How old is she? She's two. Okay. So, yeah. so, you know, so, it, so it, all in that, perspective. That is but. an interesting, I, I think it is something that, that brings up. I think that would be an interesting topic to discuss, mm-hmm. especially with an outside dad of the whole thing. Of, sure. Well, boy, you know, the thing that goes to the whole nurture versus nature kind of situation where it's like, is it in a male's nature to look at a woman or a male if they're so inclined and say, like, damn, I find that attractive? Or is that something that can be nurtured out of? The you know, but, but again, yeah. it's a whole other conversation. Yeah. It's a well, whole yeah, other but, but episode. Like, I, I, I think thinking... there's some stuff that's always there, but I think that sometimes yeah, we let say. stuff slide that we shouldn't let. Totally slide. heavy conversation for like what we've been up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say like, yeah, not to, not to like terrify you or anything, but I think like, weren't, weren't you raised to respect women? Yeah. I, I mean, I was, the, but I still looked at women and was like, holy. Crap. Yeah, I mean, but, but still within but, boundaries yeah. of respect, sure, you know, sure, or but, within but the confines know, of your mind too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's so true. there was there's there's some things that you would be you know physically manifested that that you know you would do if you saw someone that was attractive versus what you're thinking in your mind. Right. So right. the interesting thing is, is yeah, this sure. this great all of this is what goes on in the mind of most dads of daughters, 
in like 15 seconds. Yes. Like we yeah. process yeah. all of this and it's just, it's nice. It's funny to get a third perspective where it's like, yeah. that's exactly. And it's like with Ellie, like she's boy crazy. It'll be, she'd be at the playground. Come here, boy, follow me, boy, or she'll gravitate towards the boys. So it's like, my daughter's already boy crazy. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I wonder if that behavior ever takes a turn at some point. Yeah. To where they're icky. We, we, didn't, encourage, we didn't encourage that. Right. Wait, she I'm just sorry, naturally what? sought To where out. boys are icky yeah, at one is, point. Are there faces? <clears throat> oh, at this like point. I, you know, not, not to cut you off, G. No, but, no, um, no, no. So, like, my daughter hasn't really gone boy crazy, per se. In my mind, Amen. I have yeah. been, you know, praying to the, the heavenly father-daughter God. <laughs> to heavenly, I haven't heard of that. We, can we, can we, I haven't father, heard of that. Daughter, God. Yeah. Yes, and um, y'all can quote me on that if you want to. <laughs> we will. But um, so that's funny. I'm just like I. I want to let her go through some of these phases on her own. However, I want to kind of guide her along the way of what is and what isn't, you know, appropriate. So you know, as a as a as a father of a daughter. You know, she'll be sitting at the house and she'll be wearing her jammies and um, or she'll be wearing her nightgown. And, we, you know, we teach, you know, you know, little girls don't sit that way. Ladies don't sit that way. As they get older, you know, you want to sit this way or, you know, when you're out and about, you don't talk to strangers. You, you, you know, you don't accept things from people that you don't know. You ask permission first. If somebody's trying to offer you something, grab one of us. You, you come from, you know, two different homes. We'll make it three with the babysitter. So make sure whoever you're with. And if someone tries to get your attention, you get the attention of the adult that you're with. And so with with her, it's just a matter of trying to almost catch things before they happen, if I can think of it, or kind of meet them head on when she brings it up. And be like, okay, this is how you handle this situation. And she's not necessarily into boys, but she is friendly, but she's bossy. She's ah, extremely okay. bossy. And so we have to tell her, sweetheart, that's not how you make friends. You know, that's why some people might not want to play with you based on what you tell me sometimes because you're trying to tell everybody what to do. But at the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, she might have the inklings of a great leader. Right. We just have to nurture that. Yes. That, that whole oh, trait dude. of hers. And it's, to, it's true. And so yeah. because. You can't teach some of that stuff. Because she, she's in gifted and talented yeah. already. Right. Yeah. And, you know, her, her mind needs to constant stimuli now my baby's not a genius i wish she was but sometimes i wish she doesn't because she'd probably be like putting me in my place but you know <laughs> so i'm yeah i'm sure she'll get there soon enough like all kids and, and also john and i were part of the dickinson and talented program and look how we turned out yeah that's right Host so of I mean, the greatest yeah. dad's yeah. podcast in the dallas fort worth area that's true yeah that's true. product of the castleberry gt program so so alan that what, what you just brought up kind of goes back to a thing that we always talk about that todd Pipe said, yeah, and then and then we talked a little bit to Elliot about it, but that that you know that parenting is just the choice of how you're going to screw them up. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's interesting, like like in in one regard, you're like, okay, we're going to encourage this because she seems like a natural yeah. born leader, or we're going to try to like focus that into something healthy. But on the other hand, like you want to say like what you said, like they that may be why people don't want to play with you sometimes yeah. because you're you're bossy, but you're afraid that if you say something, yeah, you're going to potentially yeah. there's going to be unforeseen side effects yeah. where like, man, did I just like quelch that like right. fire Fired inside her. of her. That, you, yeah. bring up, you bring up something else real quick before I forget. She's already body conscious too. In terms oh, of. Oh yeah. And that's what we talked yeah. to Elliot yeah, you know, about. Yeah. About especially like, with her face. And then, um, you know, if she's quote unquote fat or. Yeah. You don't you want know, to end, her, end up being you know, like you know, a 12 year old where she's like, dad, I throw up after her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's something to, to get into, especially when we talk about like your 
your specific parenting situation with the, the like you mentioned the two or even three household when you consider how much time she spends at the babysitter so i think like Let's, yeah, let's we'll save we'll, let, let's save that for that because that, let's, that thing, let's put a pin in that. Yeah, that's what they say in the biz. Because it's like that. I think that that is an interesting <laughs> conversation that can go in a lot of different directions for us all. That's true. All right. Um, yeah. So so before before we move on, yeah. um, let's quickly go on and Joe. Let's get what you guys have been up to. I'll uh, I'll just defer my time to this conversation because I think it's good. Well, I will say I wanted to clarify that. After last episode, when I said I had never seen anything with Stephen King except one half seasons of Under the Dome. <laughs> I clarified, I had said this to Galan later, I did, I have seen The Shining, I just didn't remember that it was Stephen King at the time, it was very good, but I have decided, in honor of it coming out, that I wanted to, uh, you know, read more fiction. In honor of what stuff. coming out? It. What do you mean? It. The movie? You know, it, the, oh, it. Oh, oh, it. Oh, oh, specifically. It. It. Hashtag it. sarcasm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it's on first. Yeah, who's, who's on, on, who's on first? Yep. Uh... Oh, so, no, no. I see what you're doing. Yeah, you're yeah, doing a mashup. Yeah. I, I ruined it. Yeah, it's okay. So, we'll I was go with you. Yeah, I, was, I, I was with Alan you. Alan got it. <laughs> Too bad Alan's not writing down the hashtags now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. But I've started, and I, I, I've the said this before. The ball kicking has I've said this before. Yeah. I'm going to try and, and I, I sent a picture to Galan and John because, like, EW did, like, Highly a, inappropriate, by the way. Yeah, well, you know. The second one I sent. Oh, was, oh, that one, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a Stephen King movie guide thing, and so I'm trying to work my way through his <laughs> catalog either via book or via movie to learn more because i think there's a lot of cool stuff out there and i've started listening to it the audiobook at work and so far so good i like it cool that's all i've been up to so you see i'm sorry you said you had never seen anything stephen king except the shining uh well i i stumbled into one and a half seasons of under the dome and that was a big mistake so you never saw misery or terry nope or or he hasn't seen shot all of shawshank all of the or the green mile which was the stand by me yeah so we fire starter nope i think we need to have a with drew barrymore right yes dude we need to have a sit down like movie weekend with joe um but speaking of it i actually saw it today um the new one yeah yeah the new one the new movie that where'd you see it at a place. Oh. Okay. It was awesome. It it was awesome? It was awesome. It was awesome. No, so, what was awesome? so I read the story. I read I read the book in seventh grade. I don't this even know how. It's a very dad jokey segment. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. But I, I don't remember where I, I got the book. But in, it, the Stephen King book, it, is not. It doesn't help do an air quote. It, yeah, it is not a an appropriate book for a seventh grader to read. Agreed. I learned a lot of colorful words from that uh, that book. One of my one of my now favorite words, the C word, is I learned from the Stephen King book. UNT um, with the C. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Was yeah. one I went of to UNT. Yeah. It is nice. Um, I did not. And so, but so so as someone, I posted this on Facebook. But as someone that read the book, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. But I remember the story. Like I'm a real big fan of the story. The movie was really good. It's is it, without getting into it and without spoiling anything. It's it's a horror movie. But it's not like a jump scare movie. They don't they don't employ a ton of the jump scares. So a lot of it has to do with the ambience of the movie, the music, the the dialogue, and and, and the, the visual stuff. And to me, that's what makes it's a creepy movie. Is what it is. And and, and I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow because I I have a movie pass. You're gonna go see I'm, it again, I'm, or you're gonna I'm, go see it again. I am going to go see the movie <laughs> titled It again tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to get into one of my things to check out later. But it's like a movie pass. It's the the, the movie pass that you can see. Yeah, we'll talk. Plenty about of movie. It. Yeah, but it's for sure. So, so have you and Teresa have you and Teresa watched Get Out yet? 
We have not. Oh, okay. You have so that on your voodoo, right? Yeah, yeah. You okay, can totally so I'm, I'm, I'm going to so watch good. that. Been meaning to watch it. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's I want to watch But it's the same thing. Like, like I love horror movies, but I hate yeah. jump scare movies. I hate, yeah. like, gross this is, like, yeah. slash movies. Like, so, like, such I, a thinker. Yeah, and, like, I love yeah. psychological horror um, movies. And the thing is, like, some of the best horror movies are the ones where it's, like, humans are the horrible stuff that we can do as people. Is what scares me more than some fantastical I mean, like, monster. Yeah, like farting and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh god. If, they, if if that makes us horrible, with your kids? mouth open what? stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fart. But, Wendy Winston. But like, like one that. of the scariest characters for me in, in like fiction is uh before your time. The I forget what they call him. We've had a garbage pill kids discussion before. I'm pretty sure. We, yeah, we yeah, have. Been we like, have. But it's uh, the dude from Seven. Like the antagonist from Seven is one of the sure. scariest movie oh, yeah. characters to me because it's like John Doe. Yeah, that, that, yeah, John. That's what it was. It's like that. That's plot. Probably not possible. It's plausible that someone could pull that kind of crap off, and it's sure. And of course, it is definitely not anything about human, like the human bad guy, because or Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's just totally. you know, but it, it, it's one of those where it's like you go into it. So good. There are the there are the, the the modern horror movie tropes that are in it, but for the most part, it is like the classic Kubrick Shining stuff, where it's all like <clears throat> which was what, really what, good. I what creeps you out is is the way the movie is presented, not like. Oh, all of a sudden, something jumps at you at the screen like that you don't expect. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So that was it. Um, a couple other quick updates. You know, I've been I've been writing my story. I'm at page 150, which I'm aiming oh, for nice, about 300 dude. pages. So I'm a little I'm a little past 150. Almost I'm nine chapters done. In the How many words chapter. is that? Do you know? It's a lot. I'm, I'm getting close to 50,000 words. That's good, dude. Um, so it's really cool. Like I have these bursts of where it's like I come up with stuff where I expand the universe. And actually, Joe and mm-hmm. and uh, Alan are two of the, my I guess my my beta testers are the people that are reading it um nice fantastic and so it's uh i by the way i'm a bad friend no, well, no, not he bad sent friend. it to me too and i haven't read it yet no, that's okay i sent I you s- like like i think what i has had 70 pages okay so but it, but it's pages, so, so, that's so, nothing so don't read yeah. that now yeah, don't read it's it all now. changed um, okay all right. but it's you know so that's really exciting like when you when i have these bursts of oh i can flesh out this part of the world or or oh i've i've answered questions a b and c you know that's really cool. Again, it, it speaks to the the progressive or the the creative side of me, and as that progresses, it's, it's just really cool. Um, and then, so if you haven't been watching um, on our YouTube channel, so it's like uh, it's not YouTube.com/slash/detox because you have to have so many subscribers to get a, a custom URL on on YouTube now. Do so we have the link on our website? We can no, but we should. I will get that. Right, I will get to, you the information. Go to, to detoxpodcast.com. We'll yeah, there. but it's a, if you go to YouTube.com and search for detox, or it'll be on our Facebook page where I'm linking them. Um, I'm doing what's what I'm titling is a big man's battle of the bulge. So I am a fat man. Like I, I have a, a lot of weight to lose. I have diabetes. So I've started, um, a few weeks ago, I started, uh, the, I uh, started the keto diet, which is ketosis. Um, and, uh, been posting up, I'm trying to do it weekly. I think there's like a week and a half in between videos, but just giving you guys updates of the stuff that I try recipes and everything like that. But also so you can kind of be on that journey with me, but this past weekend, I did a Red Lobster's doing endless shrimp, and I'm like, oh, shrimp's campy. That's totally keto-friendly. Um, and I went to Red Lobster, and I'm like, I have the carbs. So I had a, a portion of, of popcorn shrimp, which I shouldn't have done. Um, but ultimately, I knocked myself out of um, keto. And um, and so, you know, it, it's interesting that it's like I, I feel that, that regret, that, that guilt of, oh, crap. I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I knocked myself out. Um, and so, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna get back on that. So if you haven't been doing it, go to our, our YouTube page, watch those, subscribe because YouTube subscriptions really help. 
Um, but that's what I've been up to is just basically I'm, I'm at, I am at the 20 pound. So in less than a month, I've lost whoop, whoop. 20 pounds. Nice, dude. Um, Congratulations. And so it, it is working. And, you know, it's a matter of getting... I heard most of that was in your penis, too. So, Well, that so, was, there wasn't a whole lot to lose there in the first place. <laughs> oh, there the goes that place. battle of the bulge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there won't no, be. I was going to say, um, actually, I, I think that's a really cool idea that you're doing that because I know there are a lot of dads out there probably with that issue that, that need to... Need to jump on board, but also my favorite part I was going to tell you of those videos is at the end of every one where you do your moob update, where you like raise your shirt and show us like how much smaller they're getting. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I do have uh, before pictures that I'll post once I get probably about fifty pounds down. Yeah. So there will be moobs um, eventually. Fifty pounds down. Those man boobs. Yeah. 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 Moves, man boobs. Man boobs. Fifty pounds down. That sounds like uh, Fifty Cent's latest album. No. Wow. No, well, the interesting thing is, is back in 2009, I actually lost 65 pounds um, by going to the gym. And, and all the, the 20 pounds that I've lost has just been through, diet. through diet and programming my body to, you know, uh, power, you know, fuel itself from fat instead of, of carbs. And, and when we say dieting, not, it's more of a lifestyle change. Yeah, it, yeah. it's with, hard with, because with it's ketosis. Like, yeah. like my, like Teresa's still going. As I said, you're like, drinking my beer. Yeah. Yeah. They go I'm like, to, oh, tell me about this. Yeah. They go to, no and, carbs, you know, you to get frozen custard or. <laughs> like, but how do you escape your problems now? <laughs> Give me more of that bread. I, I brought in a, I brought a hot Krispy Kreme, you know, home to Teresa back when around the eclipse happened. And, you know, the, those moments where we had, they, uh, we went to, uh, to buy, uh, there's a place here in the DFW area called Nothing Bunt Cakes that have delicious bunt cakes. And it's like, so I didn't have, it's so good. Though. I didn't have, I, I had a bite and it's like, normally I have my own bunt cake and it's just, it's, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, no, it's okay. It's not like, oh crap, I, I, I struggle to do this. It's like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to have a bunt cake. But, um, so that, that's what I've been up to essentially bunt, is, is bunt, you know, recording bunt, music, bunt. writing, uh, writing the story, trying, trying to change my life to lose weight so I can be on this plan for my daughter and my wife a little bit longer, uh, you know, be friends with my friends and experience more with them as we grow old and, and do stuff. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Um, and to piggyback on what you were saying there, Galan, you know, he's been sharing that information with me and talking about his journey and I've recently got into cycling back in February. Now, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm 5'11 right like now. Like steroids or bicycles? Um, <laughs> Not well, if, Armstrong if, if you want to, if you want to get technical, you know, I'm an asthmatic and I take, steroid treatment for my asthma sometimes but not anabolic but not anabolic steroids okay, i'm i'm into bicycling in the yeah. wonderful biking shorts and i well, have my own battle of the bulge at, that point. at one point you posted about <laughs> riding 40 miles and that just blew my mind that someone <clears throat> would hop on a bike that's crazy i can barely make and, it up down the street casually like not that you not that it's casual that you do it but it's like casually I'm, i rode 40 miles a day i'm just like holy shit that just it was only going to start at it was only going to be 20 but it was supposed to rain that day so you could ride to my house and almost for 40 miles you have like That's one of those awesome. like uh, speed bikes though or not speed bike. what am i trying to say road bike yeah cool i have Dude, a cru- I, I have a beach cruiser hey that works I, too I, I, I pull like, my daughter. Ride, like, like the beach uh, on the Trinity River or I something? Do. Yeah. Cool, I do. That's cool, No, I don't. I throw <laughs> I, some sand down. I'm like, woo, no. This is fun. All right, what are we going to do for the next 30 seconds? I have seconds? Sylvie mounted on the... Oh, whoa. That was he, somebody. He that it. was loud. That was me. That was um, I'm going to take it off. 
But it's uh, but it's like yeah, I, just edit that part. I, I, I just want to, I just remind me and ask the dads. I'm going to ask Alan a bonus question about cycling. Um, this is going to be like a John rant, to, a John Servation, a sort John of. Servation. That's yes. Right. yes, that's pretty All right. cool. All right, so are we good? Yeah, so yep. but, but yeah, that's one of the things actually. You know, that, I mean, and they're going to running a little long on our intro that we normally do, but it's like that's one of the things is is Alan is someone that I can see being. Wait, there's a, more podcast after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, cue the cue the closing music, but it's. <laughs> I guess we'll come back and do a quick a quick summation. I want I want our listeners, the all three of them, to get to know Alan because it's someone that I could see being a recurring guest. Stop making fun of us. Okay, sorry. That's normally your job. Four, because I listened to one. All right. Oh, thanks, okay, yeah, there man. you go. Thanks. But it's a but come back. We'll, we'll split we'll spend about five or ten minutes He's getting to know duty. getting to know more about Alan, like what his interests are besides Spider Man and bicycling. We'll t- touch on bicycling and everything. And then what are we going to move into? And then we're going to move into talking about. Joint custody. Joint custody. This should be a good one. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. If you're a parent on the go, and let's not kid ourselves, almost all parents are, or even if you're not a parent, at some point you're going to find your stomach telling you it misses food. You need something to give you a bit of a boost. You need protein. Go Bacon Jerky is a quick and easy way to get a bit of sweet and savory via the power of bacon. Whether you try the maple or sriracha flavor, from the moment you open the bag, you're going to enjoy the smell and taste of Go Bacon Jerky. Head on over to GoBaconJerky.com, place an order of this delicious jerky. We suggest the Killer Quad, which has two bags of both maple and sriracha. Use code DETOX, that's D-T-A-L-K-S, to get 20% off your order of $15 or more. Orders over $20 get free shipping. You can also subscribe from once a month up to weekly orders of Go Bacon Jerky for an extra 10% off. Go Bacon was started by a team of regular Joes who wanted to challenge the status quo. Some companies care about money, some about fame, some to satisfy ego. Go Bacon is here to make you smile. For over a decade, Diaper Dude has been designing diaper bags for today's dad to make their life as a parent easier, stress-free, and fashionable at the same time. Functionality is key when it comes to your bag, and that's their main focus. With a large selection of colors to choose from, camouflage, gray, navy, or sleek basic black, Diaper Dude appeals to all dads. Each bag comes complete with a padded changing pad to provide comfort when changing your baby on the go. The role of dad is changing dramatically, and Diaper Dude is part of that change. Their goal is to assist dad and make him feel more comfortable and confident while on the go. Joe and I have been using our bags for a while now. We both find them comfortable, roomy, and easy to use. Go to diaperdude.com, use promo code DETOX10, that's D-T-A-L-K-S-1-0, to get 10% off of your purchase. In September, we're going to be giving away a Stroller Caddy Plus in caramel color. All you have to do is like us on Facebook for a chance to win. Go to facebook.com, look up the Detox Podcast, hit the like button, and you're entered in to win. All right, we are back with a, a little bit more of a get to know Alan segment. Um, so we talked about you know like when I talked about him liking Spider Man, I think that is an understatement. When we lived together, he had to, to transpose what can only be described as a Spider Man shrine. Like he, he when he had his own apartment, it was a mantle of like Spider Man figures. Lunch, I gave him a lunchbox. I mean, there was just all kinds of things, and he had to condense that down when he shared space. But there are so many like Spider Man to him is to him to make, what make, what Batman is to to Joe. You had to give half of the mantle to go on for his dildos. And I, I give <laughs> wow, I give mad respect to Alan because uh, when I was growing up, 
obviously I was obsessed with Batman, but I started collecting Spider-Man stuff because there's just something about the character of Peter Parker as an everyman and Spider-Man or, being or a is, hero of New York that it just really resonates with Or him. is that Peter Parker is, is generically portrayed as a quote-unquote loser? A nerd, maybe so. Maybe so he, I, he, maybe I identify. He's, he's not nerd. the he's not the character. Well, and then not is it because just... is it because Peter Parker one time <laughs> stole his parents' minivan to go <laughs> apply for a job at Target? That was the issue that hooked me. Actually. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think that's the thing. That, that's the thing that that, that, that Joe hooked did you. that once. Yeah, yeah. That was a hashtag. My, my dad told I, the story. I, I that. much, that's yeah. awesome. But it's it's. I think that's one of the things of like Peter Parker's not the the charismatic Suave, ladies man. Swave. He's not smooth. He's one of those. It was one of the first Marvel characters that basically he was he was truly flawed. He made mistakes like yeah. the rest of us. He didn't always. He also continually quit and then came back when they realized they needed them. Yeah. Uh, also, his roster of rogues is second only to Batman. Is what I would say. He did, I, yeah, I, I, I would I, buy I, that. I, man. I guess of, of what I would say, I might buy that. But I mean, if you think about it, it's like he has Fantastic there there are a villains. number of of identifiable like Will of the Wisp. A, a, a antagonist that he yeah. has, <laughs> but it's just it's, it's interesting. It's like like get, I, I learned more about Spider Man in the few years I've or the few years that's the understatement. The years I've known Alan, but the few years I live with him, that I knew like getting and be like, oh yeah, man, Spider Man totally. and Spider Man Two were awesome, but, and he's like, well, but that's yeah. not all though. No, because I want you to move on because there's two other things we want to yeah, yeah, so yeah, get. Yeah. Because by the way, for our Patreon subscribers, we are going to have a bonus segment where we talk to Alan about. Some more Spider-Man stuff, yep. so we don't want to yep. like. Yeah, don't want to don't want to step yeah, on those stuff. So of course, course you get, so to summarize, you have the Spider-Man, you have the bicycling thing, which is relatively new. But one of the coolest things that I think Alan, Alan does is <clears> for <throat> major movie releases. So you know, I mean, generally it's, it's your geeky movies, your your Thor's, your Guardians of the Galaxy, your Deadpool's, your movies. yeah, your comic yeah. movies, nerd movies, Star Suicide Wars, Squad. No, John's been nobody. to a few, um, I actually or really a couple, liked them. I did but it's too. but it's like extended cuts even better. I know. All right. So, anyways, so beyond beyond <laughs> Alan putting together something for him, his wife, me, my wife, you know, John, whoever, an inner circle. <laughs> John's not my Alan. Alan's wife. My, me, John, my, my wife. John, John by himself, somebody, gonna die alone. John and his brother. <laughs> John and his <laughs> podcast. John and his brother both gonna die alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks, man. So, Alan puts together a massive. To me, it's like a massive group of people. And it didn't start that way. To watch a movie, like it would. Yeah. It, sometimes on some of these movie releases, it's like twenty plus people. By the way, that's very cool. Yeah, that no, and, and most of the people don't know each other outside of the group. These movies. And, and okay, and I've only like, been to one of these so far, and it was very cool because everyone that's there is like. It's so cool. Like, like I talked to groups of people. I think just a group of people that you had met in line one time when you were like, yeah. like lined up for some movie, and now they go to all of your movie yeah, events I was that you put say, on. Yeah. and uh, they treated me like we've known each other for years. It well, was the fun. thing is, it, 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 it was really there, fun. There's, there's one of the dudes, um, and I won't name names, just but there's one of the guys that <clears throat> is a regular now. That I rem- I was there when you had that initial con- because Alan is not me or John where we're introverts and we're only going to talk to ourselves like I can be he'll be like he'll be in line and be like oh man hey you're wearing a, a Silver Surfer t-shirt like and then he spouts off some like, random hey, knowledge like crappy. Silver Surfer is so badass sorry yeah, I, need like, to, I need to like rein the nerd but yeah. it's just, I was going to go did you see that crappy Fantastic Four 2 movie Rise of the Silver Surfer. Hey, wait, there were but Fantastic Four movies let's before? Let's just say the those don't fact, exist in my mind because they were so shitty. Let's just talk about the fact that he was voiced by Morpheus, and that is what the, made the character fantastic. That is very true. If they had stopped at that, oh, it would have been a good movie. Oh, Fantastic and the Fantastic Four movie. No, but it's, you know, it's the fact that it's, 
You can just socialize, and it's like he he goes and he networks, and it's and it's to me it's like okay, I'm going with my wife, awesome, but it's like I guess like why do you why do you do that? Like what what is it about? Like is it the social experience of sharing movies with your friends that have similar interests? What what drives that? I guess the whole putting the movie group together. Yeah. Well, um, it started off really small and intimate with just maybe less than 10 of us. Yeah. And um, as more movies came out and we were standing in line and, you know, people were just talking and, you know, because when you stand in long lines, you don't just kind of stand there to yourself and stay in your own little bubble. You know, most people will maybe talk to you a little bit here and there. You get to know them for a moment and you start to learn that these people are pretty much a lot like you you know where we all look different but we have a lot of the same interest so for me it's just getting to see how people react to the things that i know that i enjoy and i want to see them enjoying it or if they didn't react a certain way that i thought they would at a certain particular scene or whatnot so just getting to go have that movie experience with people that i know instead of sitting next to total strangers yeah is is a little more rewarding Cinema-wise. Now, I could totally just wait until the movie comes out on Blu-ray, watch it at home, you know, kick and scream like a little girl and fan out all like I wanted to. But it, it's cool to not only just go with, you know, a double date or even a triple date, but just to, to see that, oh, we came in a swarm. We came to support this genre. Or, or just me by myself. Yeah. <laughs> or like a double date in John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on the fifth wheel. So one of the coolest things, I think, and we talked about this off mic before this segment was – um, with Spider-Man Homecoming coming out, there was a little bit of cosplay that went on where you dressed up as Spider-Man with like a professional level like costume. I did. And, yeah. I, and I think one of the coolest things was like when kids came up and wanted to take... <laughs> There's no need to humiliate him. He's our guest. <laughs> yeah. On this, but no, 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 I'm just kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. Kids that came up and it's like for a, a seven or eight year old kid, it's they see Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Forget who's under the mask. Yeah. It's like you took yeah, so cool. much time to like take pictures and squat. Make an experience yeah, for like and the it's other like, kids that were there. Yeah. You know, you're you're doing that and, and it's you know, for us and it's like watching cartoons and stuff, it's like you are making that hero come alive. Or we have a friend that did that with Deadpool and he dressed up as Deadpool and Deadpool came yeah. out and it's just I think that's one of the the remarkable things, the things that I admire most about you that you're willing to do. Do they believe myself? That, that yeah. reminds me. My, my cousin is a huge Deadpool fan. Like Deadpool's his guy. So when the movie came out, he got the costume and everything, and he went to like uh, the Dallas Comic Con or whatever, and he just photobombed every picture he could. <laughs> so when awesome. they released the official pictures, the pho- photographer was clearly taking pictures of like two cosplay girls or whatever, and he'd just be leaning in his Deadpool in the that background. And and you can that, do that. That's a fairly that, that's Dude, a, I that is the typical like Deadpool yeah. Comic Con yeah, thing. Totally. Where it's like you kind of pretty cool. So there, there's was, that. No, go ahead. Oh no! Are are you good? Because I, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say because the the interesting thing I find about that and, and here's a segue, gentlemen. That's another another term one of my we use in the business. Cool, um, and it's one of my favorite two wheeled vehicles. Just kidding. I was going to go to the vehicle. I'm too, too fat to oh, ride okay. a Segway. I mean, um, have, you, have you seen Paul Blart? Yeah. Fair enough. See? Fair enough. I probably could. It could work. Um, so, no, no. What I was going to say, because th- that's an interesting story, because what Galan just brought up is about you doing something communal to bring people together for an experience. But we're going to transition and talk to a dad issue, which is really about two people growing apart and then how you handle it. 
Yeah. Right. So so. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we're going to talk about joint custody. Yep. And what I'm curious about is, Alan, how did your how did your baby mama come into the picture? What transpired? How did you guys end up apart? And let's talk about when you found out you were actually going to become a dad and how that all went down. Awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a big enough question? Let's just let's just dive right in. Yeah, let's just yeah like training training wheels are off. You've let, your, you've let your kid coast without you holding on to the wheels, yeah, yeah. and let's see how long this wobbles. <clears throat> let's see that they're going to go downhill into a highway now. Yeah. Let's do this. So I'll try to give you the condensed version because I could talk to you guys hours about this scenario. We have talked for hours about this scenario. Uh, yes, <laughs> off offline we have talked about this scenario. So. I met my daughter's mom sometime in 2008 and I had already been living out in this area in DFW since 99 uh, when I graduated school from UNT. Go Eagles. That's, <laughs> nice. That's I, uh, not one that I've dropped out of yet. So. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Wow. I um I graduated school in 2003. I had a job two months later. I didn't nice. like it. I stayed there a year. Ended up at my job where I've been for the last 13 plus years. So <clears throat> 2008 rolled around. I I met my daughter's mom. Totally not my type. Um, don't know what it was, but after long reflection, I realized that. More than likely, I was probably lonely and just wanted someone to kick it with. I'm not going to lie about it. And it's not something that I normally do when it comes to females. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a relationship kind of guy. But just the opportunity I, came by, came up, and you were like, man, this is nice to have something. I, I, I do have to interject and be like, I remember because we were living together. And I remember opening the door and being like, dude, are you serious? Well, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be like, okay, this is the direction you want to go. Cool. So here's you, you, you ever. <laughs> I was not a good wingman. So you, 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 I'm, I know a lot of, I know a lot of guys do this and a lot of dads have done this and they're probably in the same situation. We can have bonus segments on adventures that, that butts around the table have had. You know, you, you know, you start getting into a situation that you know is not good for you, but you keep doing it anyway. And you, you know that you shouldn't be doing it. And you're just like, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know what I'm doing. So why am I doing it? Kind of thing. Yep. Okay. And you don't disconnect yourself from the situation like you know you should because there's something comfortably complacent about it. So that is how I ended up in a situation. I wouldn't even call it a, re a relationship at this point with my daughter's mom. I, I genuinely you know, had an affinity towards her, but it wasn't something that I knew was going to be healthy in the long run something that was going to turn into, you know, white picket fence and, you know, swings in the yard and things like that. It was, like I said, I, I attribute it mostly to just me needing companionship at that point in my life. So you're <laughs> essentially you're living in the moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, a part of me, I'm a, I'm a planner, you know, I like to plan things out. And so this wasn't going according to my plan. I was getting ready to move to go back to I'm a, I'm a planner too yeah, yeah it's a scorpio thing yeah I, I put i put my thumb up because it's like i totally like break I, out the star charts everybody. i have to i have to plan to i, I totally relate to it's a scorpio I thing need, i need to i need to have things planned out 
five steps down the road. Like chess. And, and if something doesn't happen, I'll adjust those plans. And make a five contingency. Five more steps down the road. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make fun of you guys for your astrology I'm a, beliefs. I'm a, you can make fun okay. of me for my beliefs. I'm a hardcore Gemini. So, like, half the time what? I'm like, I need to see the big picture and I'm nice. And the other time I'm like, fuck it. I'm How just going to roll. How do we even get along? Because no, because half of the time we're good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because it's astrology, man. But no, no, but but it's like but, but it's interesting. Half the time like, I'm good, half the time I'm not. Alan and I but are both the same way. It's like we need. There's I have an inborn need to be strategic, plan, plan things out. I, yeah, and, and, hashtag and astrology we, crap. That's a good hashtag. <laughs> but but we, we've crap. I've taken Street Finders, and it's one of the things that I'm strategic. I am a. Planner, it's one of the like, things I believe in. Astrology is one of my yeah, strengths. That was the yeah. number one strength. Astrology. Weirdly enough, yeah. So carry on, but anyway, just to devout it's like I I completely understand needing to to plan things out, and sometimes something comes up, and it causes us to deviate from that plan. Yeah. And unfortunately, this deviation, or fortunately, unfortunately, this deviation was a significant one for you. Yeah, and um, I had just paid off my car. I, I had a 2003 Volkswagen Jetta. Damn it was black, car. and nice. I I loved my little car. It what was did, mine. What did you call it? Um, Everybody has a name. At the time, her name was Jocelyn because this was the girl that I had been in love with since I was in eighth grade. Respect. Nice. So, did her, she destroy you at some late, point? Yes, actually, she did. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course, I, I mean, knew it. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I shortened it to Lady J. Nice. You know. Nice. So, very good I, guest I, name. Respect. Yeah. Very GI Joe. GI Joe. Wait, wait. I, I dig it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, knowing is half the battle, Balan. Yes. So that's right. I did not know there. You didn't know, so the battle was lost. The other half of the battle. So five percent blue lasers, twenty five percent red lasers. Very Just true. If, if anyone was good. very true, <laughs> and at one point I believe the red lasers were the good guys. I think you're right. And you're I didn't right. understand. O- opposite that. Star Wars. Opposite very Star Wars. For it a confused kid that's me as a kid. Jedi. I was like, but knowing is, is half the battle. Actually, not Jedi. It would have been you know a New Hope and Empire yes. because the right. point. We, we, anyway, we, we digress. digress. Oh, we we have We have something shiny moments here. I can see that already. Star Wars guys. Hashtag Star Wars Jinx. First time that's ever happened on a Detox episode. Won't okay. be the last, though. All right. Anyways. So, Carry on. Let's get back to it's our it. esteemed guest. It is all Alan, good. Alan of good. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Or Queens. 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 Yes. Really? Queens. No. no Peter Parker's Spider-Man. from Queens. Oh, I'm stupid. It's okay. It's all right. Yes. Don't don't yes, ask you me are. to now give you, you his, like his address because I totally forgot Peter Parker's address. But that's okay. <clears throat> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fraud, fraud, wow. counterfeit. Wow. No, no. All right, all right. Seriously, hashtag fraudcast. So the Jetta, we're we're on Lady J. So yeah, we're we're on the. You know, I was I just paid off my my car, and I told myself, well, I've done the, I've conquered the whole. I went away f- for school, I conquered. I've got a job away from home, and it's time to go back home. I miss my I miss my family. So family's a big deal for me. Which we'll get into a little bit later, which is why, which is why Alan is still here in this area, and I just referred to myself in the third person, which I hate. You know what? So, it's okay, <clears throat> but um, it's res- it's accepted here. We're all evolving. So. Awesome, awesome. So Joe is okay with it. Joe is okay with that. Joe awesome. is okay. If Joe's okay with it, Alan is okay with it. John I, thought I, it was suspect, but please proceed. You guys are all weird because Galan <laughs> thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I have a niece and nephew who were born April Fool's Day, nineteen ninety nine. That's amazing. Twins? Yes, boy and girl. Nice. And they were my children uh, that I adore and still do. Um, they just started their first two weeks of college. That blows, Ooh, that by cool. the way, that completely blows my mind. I, I, you know, they were kids. Like, they were yeah. tiny when we met. Anyway, go on. And so they, they were my life. You know, my sister, 
raised them basically by herself, you know, without my, my parents, you know, so their dad is actually my dad. And then when I go home, I would do everything that I could to be around and take a little bit of the pressure off and take them to the movies, take them to the park. We play video games in my room. My, my niece would be in there. She was all into the stuff as, as well. So when 2008 rolled around and I had done all those things and paid everything, I was like, I'm going to go be around my babies. It's time to go. And then I get a phone call saying that I'm late and I'm thinking to myself, you're late for what? And um, <laughs> so that was that. And I questioned, I was like, okay, don't do the typical guy thing. Is it mine? Uh, are you sure? But were you doing that uh, math in your head? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah. And um, I was married and doing that math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, are you? Tre- Teresa was gone like a few Thursdays ago. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? Wow. And Gone's like, wait a minute. It was carry the three. You know, just you, hearing you about my head math wise. That's not true, by the way. I know no, that no, story. Yeah, that's not true. You told me, and I feel I weird about it still. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to hear it because I don't want to feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, all right. So, okay, so you're doing that math in your head, but you're like, I'm not going to do the typical guy thing. So what did that mean for you? You know, just to blow it off. You know, a lot of dudes, they hear stuff like that and they want to blow it off. And it's like, well, it's not mine, you know. And so my entire heart sank to the bottom of my being when I heard those words and I was like, everything imaginable went through my head at that time. And to so, me, so not wanting to do the typical guy thing and just blow it off though, even though it, you like what you said, your heart did just completely sink. I mean, what to not be the typical guy though? What, what did, did you like resolve, make a resolve there or something? Or what, I mean, what was the next step? So I just, yeah, I, I thought about a whole bunch of different scenarios right away. And, that, and you know, we were talking about how dads and daughters, we think about these things and all these little computations in a matter of seconds when, you, you know, we see something. Yeah. So in my mind, it, I was doing the same thing. Like, oh, my God, my life is over. Okay, I'm not going home. But okay, maybe maybe is, is the child mine? I don't know. You know, dude, what have I done? It's like, I feel like I'm in high school and I just told my parents that I got to go pregnant at like 15. I was 28, you know. Okay. I was 27, 27, no, 28. And uh, no, 27, actually, 27 when I found out. And uh, in my mind, I was a little kid in high school, you know, disappointing my parents because I got a girl pregnant. Not, you know, thinking to myself, you know, not the fact that I'm almost 30. I have my own place. I can pay my own bills. I'm providing for myself and this and that. You're a grown ass man at this point. Yes. But in my mind, I regressed completely to disappointing my parents and myself. And so I was like, I'm not married. And I was like, how did I let this happen? But in the back of my mind, I was like, I knew this was going to happen because I was very comfortable in around this person. And then I said, all right, what do we do next? I, I made a like an instant decision within a matter of moments. What do we do next? It was like time stopped for you. Yeah. And you evaluate all that. And then you were like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Well, and, and the interesting thing that's, is, is, is being the, cool, yeah. the outside observer that was inside the situation did, so did, you were you guys living together? Yeah, we were living together. Still? Yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's, <laughs> that's good. The, you have good the know. you have someone that is that is most definitely a bachelor. Like you said, he was kind of wrapping up that chapter of his life, and whether you're married or not. Yeah, when, so it's it's interesting because you were preparing for one life change. Like, hey, I've wrapped up stuff here. I'm going to move back. You home had your five steps this. planned for the future, and, and all of a and, sudden, you're starting a completely <laughs> different chapter. I'll say this, yeah. you know. So and I made the joke earlier, but it's like Teresa and I planned Ellie. 
and it worked out perfectly to our plan. When your wife tells you or your spouse, your partner, your baby mama, whatever, comes to you and it's like, I am pregnant. It doesn't matter whether it's planned or not. There's a bunch there, of emotions there is, and there is, a, there is a panic somewhere in there that you're just like, yeah. oh, sh- okay, oh, shit. Okay, now this is real. Yeah, like like life just I, – I have a job. I support myself. Life just got real. I am yeah. responsible for <clears throat> someone else. Yeah. And Alan was – you know, and it's like we had known each other for a while, but Alan was in a very specific place. And for me to observe the level of maturity to say this was not planned – this is not what I have in mind, but F that, this is my life. And I'm going to make the decision to move this in as positive of a direction as I can. It's my life. Oh, wow. It's but, but it's like, Bon Jovi, I'm going to need you to that was something. Oh, okay. Thanks. That was something that I looked at and BJ. I'm just like, holy crap, oh. that is, for a twenty for, for a, a late 20-somebody in, in, in our society today, that's, that's, that's not a very mature place for a lot of people. That yeah, was a very mature decision. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's at that point, I'm that's like. That's true. It seems like you went through the 15-year-old phase really quick. Yeah. And came back with, okay, what's the next step? But, it's, you know, it, it's, for, for because that. Because it's easy to want to run. And yeah. it's easy to want to shirk responsibility until the moment where it's like, no, it's 100% yeah. yours. Now we're talking is, about a, a person. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard yeah. to man up, basically. But, but, but for me, that was where I was like, this yeah. is. And he did that. This yeah. is someone that I need. I need to have as a positive, you know, it's a positive, positive relationship in my my life. Right. That was a very yeah. defining moment in our friendship. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, he was there for all of that and saw me battling through it emotionally. I was devastated. How the, long did it? <clears throat> I, I mean, you talk about that emotional devastation. How long did that last for you? To be completely honest. Yeah. Um, you're, like, you're like I recovered from it last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I was already married when Bef- it happened. Before, before, oh, before okay. it yeah, went before away you enough. Were like, okay, the, sure. Okay. Before, I'm sorry. Before ahead. it was not something that would keep me psychologically down, and at the same time, those psychological issues being manifested into something physical with my health because of how sickly I am. You know already. So, so, so we, we jumped ahead in time there. How many years was it from the point you found out to the point you got married? So I found out in 2008. She was born January 25th, 2009. I got married in 2011, and I have been married six years now. As you clarify, the married is not to... The daughter's mom. Yeah, well, there was, the okay. marriage was never to the daughter's mom. So are we talking... We're talking a few years, like three years, or... I would say... So, you know... Gosh, it would have had to have been at least you know four or five years. She was, she was so. She so was, we're talking about. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, she was maybe you know four or five before you realized. Okay, whatever. That's enough in the background. That's that enough of letting it. Me. That's enough of letting it. You know, ruin my thought process for the day. You know, to bring sure. me down because I was. I'm gonna go really dark here, but <clears throat> I, you know, I'm not in the habit of talking you know, negatively about people. I let them dig their own, you know, ditch and let their own actions speak for themselves. But I, I will say that as I was trying to distance myself from this person to leave in 2008, I realized that that person was not healthy for me. And that was not a situation that I wanted to be in for multiple reasons. 
I, I snapped out of it. You know, it was one of those, you know, moments where your your friend pulls you to the side and slaps the shit out of you, and you know, like a cartoon. Which and I did not do. It's okay, Colin. It's all right, buddy. <laughs> and, Should uh, have done. Did not do. And I, I I snapped myself out of it, but I well, kind of I kind of realized when it happened that it might have already been too late, and then to get the phone call to clarify that was like devastating. So. I knew I did not want to be involved with this person anymore for, like I said, for various reasons. And um, to, this to, brings up a great question too. What's up? Because, okay. So how do you go from, from realizing that to being like, man, I still have to be a dad though. So in my, in my mind, like I said, I'm very family oriented. I've always wanted to be a father. It just didn't happen with the person that I wanted it to happen with. But I will tell you, like I said, I was, I was about to get into something really dark, but I'll go to something kind of oh, eerie. No. no, let's get dark first then. No, we'll, we'll go to the eerie. Okay, we'll, we'll, go. Go to, we'll go to the eerie first. Okay. Eerie, eerie part first. So when she told me that she was pregnant, I immediately knew it was a girl. Reason why is because I had several dreams about having a daughter in the seventh and eighth grade. Oh, wow. Same complexion, same hair. You know, I knew it was, I, I knew it was her. I just never wow. saw her face. I always saw her smile, okay. but I never saw her face and I never saw the mom. Gotcha. So to hear her tell me that she was pregnant, my mind immediately went back to that dream from, you know, 20 years ago. Wow. Or I want to say 20 years ago, you know, yeah. maybe math like, didn't like, work out. Math didn't work out. Fit, fit, you know, well, like 10 yeah, plus yeah. 14 years 10, ago. 10 plus something. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Five thinking minutes. about how old I am now. Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I immediately went to that and I said, oh, wow, that's my, my daughter's coming. And I would not want her to grow up without me. You know, I'm, I'm a religious person, but I don't go to church every Sunday. You know, I have my own relationship with God. And for me, <clears throat> I was thinking God chose me to be her father for a reason, even though I didn't choose the mom. So all this stuff was going through my mind yeah. simultaneously. And so I just had to just say, you know, okay, this is what's going to happen. I made the decision to be supportive, even though I did not want her to keep the baby. I did not at all. He knows that. And, and, and that's, I think, you know, in a situation, whether, I mean, we joke about three people, but it's when you, you put something in, in the public space that someone can listen to now or however far in the future, that's, I think that's really hard to admit that it's yeah, like, man, to, to say it's, it's like, I think it's hard to be honest like, about that. Yeah. To say it's like, I did not, I did not want this, especially, you know, in, in it's, it's during this time. So, so speaking from my perspective, it was really interesting to watch the, the ownership, but then the, the struggle of man, is this, is this what's right? Is this the right direction? This is what I want, but this is not what I want. And the Outside of that, to because I know this individual, and it's to 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 see both sides and and, and how both sides are presented, it was it was very interesting because I, I set off to play Switzerland the entire time to to be neutral, to to provide to be a friend, Alan, but to try to stay as objective as possible. Because one of the things that that I try to teach Ellie is being objective as possible. You have to be open minded. You have to. You can't just make a snap judgment. And had that snap judgment decide your course of action. Right. And it was interesting to, to hear both sides. And, of course, I, I was biased because Alan's my friend. Alan was, at this point in time, family. It's, I don't know. So, you know, it, it was interesting to see this. So I just wanted to say it's like for you to admit that 
is is really hard. You know, I think that's that's a huge moment um, in in this journey of of you know accepting that you are going to be a father. Yeah, it was it was really tough. It. So when did that? Uh, when did you get the call or whatever that the decision had been made, or when did you realize like, okay, no, this is going to happen? So I think it, I think. Well, sorry, I no, don't mean to interject, no, 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 but I think ahead. I think it it makes sense why you why you at a certain point we're like, I don't want you to keep it because it's like, you know, you know, you're co-signing on some type of relationship with this person for the rest of your life. Forever. Yeah. And this is a person that you've already already realized, like I need to, it is hard. It is a hard decision to be like, I am co-signing on this. I'm going to be involved for the rest of my life. Difficult too. Sure. At some point. Oh, which it's I want to hear level. about. Yep. So it's but it's incredibly hard. We, we'll, we'll probably be so. here for hours. So at some point we need to. Well, I'm, I'm, like I said, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Getting, okay. giving you the condensed yeah, yeah. version of yeah, it. Yeah, so, sure. but um, it, it's fascinating. I would love to sit there and spend eight hours talking about the journey because yeah, I, I think that's be anywhere. No, yeah. But you know, like like Alon said, it, it's you know admitting that to yourself and is is a big deal. And I knew, you know. It takes two to tango, as cliched as it is. You know, you know, two people have to be involved in order to produce a kid, unless you know you do in vitro or you go to the clinic, whatever. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> Different podcast. Yeah. So that's what I did for at my that point. Babies. I I didn't I wasn't I wasn't blaming anyone at all. I didn't blame her. Uh, I didn't blame myself. But in the back of my mind, I was like, Why did you let yourself get into this? Sure. And so. All those thoughts of returning back home and watching my niece and nephew grow up just withered away, and that was that was dampening to my entire morale. So I, um, you know, fast forward a little bit, I decided, you know, to just sorry, I'm going to go to all the appointments as many as I can. You know, you know, she's had a history of miscarriage. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, maybe she won't carry to full term. I'm still going to be supportive because that can be emotionally disruptive to her but I'm still going to be there. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be my out because I still don't want to deal with this person. But yeah. on the, on the, the possible chance that I, I do and she does, I want to be there and promote a healthy environment. So she got sick, her gallbladder. We didn't know at the time, but she got really sick. really, really, really sick in her gallbladder. Was yeah, this, at this point she, there was a lot of work. She worked with us. Like she, she missed, a significant time at work. Yeah. And so the pregnancy ruined her gallbladder. So she had to have it removed. Wow. My so wife I, had to have her gallbladder removed. And first, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, during Sylvie. So. Wow. So she could she not eat greasy food? For right, a little while. She still while. does. But yeah. It's bad. You have to deal <laughs> no, with it. No, 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 but, um, no, she's fine. When that happened. Cassie. Actually, like, like my senior citizen dad had to have his gallbladder removed. And now he's like, oh, I ate an enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it's not like interesting. That. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's we, Sorry. We try anyways. really hard not to digress on this podcast, but like I said, ooh, something shiny. <laughs> that is the most accurate representation of this podcast. If you've yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. Over the Hedge, that's, yeah. you know, that's yes, what happens. something, ooh, something ben shiny. Folds does the whole soundtrack for that. It's great. That was yes. good, yeah. But um, no, at that point, I made another decision that I didn't want to make. And so I'm, you know, I'm about to leave and, and, you know, in my mind, I get this phone call. There was another young lady that I was very attracted to, and we had known each other for a while. And then I was wanting to get out of this situation with my daughter's mom-to-be, and then maybe possibly start something with this other lady, but all that went to shit when I got the news. 
So I have this apartment by myself, a one bedroom apartment, maybe 700 some odd square feet, you know, because when I moved out from living with Galan, I moved to the same complex because I knew everybody and I wanted to be there. So I got my own place. And when she got sick, she had been living with her mom, with her two year old that she already had. So, Ooh, so already a kid in the picture. She, was, she already had a kid who I was quite fond of, which is another reason why I probably hadn't left the situation sooner than I needed to because I was becoming attached to the little girl and not the mom. Gotcha. So, and um, I made the decision because her, her mom was giving her, my, my daughter's mom was giving, um, we'll say the mom of my daughter's mom was giving her a hard time about things, wasn't helping out at the house with the pregnancy and this and that. And I'm just thinking to myself, if my baby's coming, there needs to be a positive environment. I I really don't want anything bad to happen in the womb. My mom's an OB nurse and, you know, I knew things. So all these things were placating in my head. So I decided to let her and her daughter move in with me so that. Did the one bedroom apartment? Yes. Yes. Total WTF moment for me, but I'm like, dude, you you have a not you have a plan. So I turned the living room into the little girl's bedroom and then her her mother and I shared the room and I told her, We're not playing house, dude. You know, this is just because you need the help. You know, I can you know, take your daughter off your hands and you know why you get rest and this and that, so you know, whatever's going on, you can get through this, whatever. And so being the dumb fuck that I am, you know, there were moments where I regressed and, you know, we end up doing adult things and I'm just like, why? You know, it was easy because it was available. And I kept telling myself, what are you doing? You know, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to send mixed signals. She knew how I felt, but she didn't care either. You know, to her, it wow, was, you man. know, to her, it was just complacency. Right. And, you know, but at the same time, she, she, she wanted me, but I didn't want the situation. But I still wanted to make sure that she was okay emotionally with the baby and that her daughter was okay with the situation and that she had a stable place. So, you know, in my mind, it was never about me and um, when it should have been. But <clears throat> I just kept going and going so my thought was my daughter needs to know her father so fast forward to my daughter about to be here and um i hadn't told my parents that i was going to be a dad until she was like six months pregnant Wow! because it was that devastating to me and i told you i was going to take take it to a dark place during all this time where up until where she and the reason i'm not looking at you is because you know this i'm making eye contact (laughs) with these guys so um I said I was still devastated thinking about how everything was going to play out from here on in. And so at one point I had even contemplated suicide because I was that much in a dark place because I didn't want to deal with this. I had felt completely at my ends. I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, dude. And so. Did you think that, that, that it was more of a, I don't know how to get out of this situation and this is a way out or. I don't know. To be honest, it was probably a little bit of everything. It was just, I don't know what to do. I don't want yeah. this. I I don't want to be here for this. And I only flirted with that idea briefly. Sure. It was never anything that manifested into something of me trying. Sure. Yeah. They, were, they were just deep-rooted, just horrible thoughts 
but and, you know. But I think I think it's safe to say that that any time that someone who's not normally suicidal even considers that a remote possibility, something about yeah. where they are at is not healthy. healthy. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is is to to kind of drive the story forward a little bit. But it's also when you have a joint situation, whether it's a situation like Alan's, where you you get with some you you hook up with someone and this results, you have a marriage that goes south or a partnership or whatever. Joint custody is never easy to, or I won't say ever. It is rarely easy to deal with. It is always complicated. Yeah, I think also you you clearly you I mean you already had clearly doubts in your mind or whatever, and you were like, I, I don't want to be in this situation. Maybe there are outs, but you had made the decision. I'm going to be there. I'm going to I'm right. I'm not going to go the way that so many guys do. I'm going to be responsible, like you had said. You had always wanted to be a father. You even have these dreams about this daughter that you were going to have, but then you ended up. It ended up resulting in because of those emotions and you putting yourself in a situation that was like extremely difficult day after day. So, yeah. Let, so let's do let let's let's pause that thought. We'll come back in just a moment. We'll take a quick break. Come back and then continue, kind of the second half of of where joint custody took out. All right, we are back for part two of part two joint of custody. Alan. Yeah, part no no Alan, the, the, of, of joint, joint, joint custody because this will be part three of Alan. This is so okay. we're going to continue joint custody. So just to recap, you know the circumstances for Alan's daughter um, being born wasn't ideal. It was not but optimal. but at this point, Alan's like, I'm going to make the best of it. This is, you know, my, my kid needs to grow up in a positive environment. My kid needs their father. So then, all of a sudden, daughter's here, right? Yep, daughter's here. So what happens from that point? So, we had come to the agreement that <clears throat> we would still live together until she was two. So that she would be familiar with dad. And, you, you know, when we moved to our separate dwellings. Well, who uses the word dwellings? That we would be... Um, <laughs> That People in the Middle Ages. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That she would be comfortable to be around one or the other, right. one parent or the other. Yeah. So I made it my my duty, <laughs> I said duty, to <laughs> be as hardcore of a dad as possible to that little girl. So from, from, from the time that she was born in the hospital, which was kind of uncomfortable, I'm around all these people who are for her mom. And I had no one there but myself. Wow. And so that was an emotional time as well. Because Galan didn't show up because he's a real <laughs> douche. Galan did the, like the 1950s style. He brought cigars to the waiting room and they had to tell him to please put those cigars out, sir. Nice. <laughs> They're like, they're like, this is a new millennium. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, heard. There's no smoking in the hospitals for obvious reasons. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a difficult um, kind of situation. Being in the delivery room. Yeah, I mean, waiting, oh, for, yeah, waiting for my daughter to get here by yourself with everyone else on her side, basically. Right. And so I had I had called my mom here and there, you know, and she was being supportive and just said, just keep me posted. Now, now keep in mind, I, I think we should just bring bring up that when Alan says it is, you know, like his mom being supportive, your parents live and your family live 
nine hours away on the other side of Texas. Yes, West Texas. Yep. So just 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 to clarify that, because that hadn't been clarified, it kind okay. of been insinuated. So it's not like his mom could just hop in the car, drive fifteen minutes to the hospital, and be there. Yeah. Right. So. So, you know, I'm, I'm gonna hop back into Auburn already being here, but just to kind of paint a picture of how my mind was still warped in this situation. You know, she, I'm I'm in the waiting room and. Not in the waiting room. I'm in the delivery room, and we're waiting for everything to happen. And then, you know, all of a sudden she's out, and we had um, picked her birth song. Did it sound like? <laughs> I wish I probably would have laughed. Birth yeah. totally. <laughs> John, just so you know, because you'll never know. Spoiler alert! Yeah, it just, it does they, not they totally sound. <laughs> Don't lie to him. I am. I'm when, not when, lying. When, I almost when, said I am. No, no I'm when, not. When a baby pops like, out, it totally like, sounds like. It does sound like. Yeah, that's cool. That's lollipop, cool, lollipop. That's, that's, oh, lollipop, lollipop. Honestly, that's how I've, boom, boom. I've yeah. always imagined that. So thank you for confirming it. Yeah. All right, back to you, Alan. But um, her 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 birth song was oh, Diana Ross's "I'm Coming Out." So oh. we, we, we thought it was hilarious. Oh. The world too. So we we thought it was hilarious. I have I have a video of that. It's a great choice. But um, you know, I'm I'm still trying to be supportive this entire time. Yeah. And um, she comes out. She's crying. And I'm trying to get pictures, and um, I go look at her on the on the table where they're kind of tending to her, and she's crying and crying, and I just start talking to her, and I say, "Hey, you know, Daddy's here," and um, after a few moments, she realized that I was talking to her, and she stopped. I thought that was the most awesome thing. Mm -hmm. Totally magical moment, man. It's so cool, right? It it is because the entire time while she was in in the womb. I talked to her. Yeah. I sang to her. I did like, a lot of things. through the vagina? Or? No. No, I'm just no. kidding. No. I'm just kidding. That's really what got right. me to the situation. <laughs> the, 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 non, the non-parent way of thinking. Yeah. What, you sing through the vagina? Yeah. And, he put uh, a walkie-talkie up there? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> just put one of those over. L- lavalier mics up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. So, <laughs> do you, do you so hear that me? the baby go, go, knows fetus. I'm done go, go. talking. <laughs> fetus, this is daddy. Over. Goo, goo, ga, ga. Yeah, so. Oh, dude. Daddy's here. Kid Not four. one for yes. Wait a minute. Kick <laughs> once. One, yeah, kick once <laughs> for yes. Kick once for yes. Kick once for yes. Three if you enjoy it. <laughs> but oh, it dude. was... You know that kind of. I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, you talk to the stomach. No, no. So or yeah, just so in general to hear yourself talk, which is what I did. That that was um that was like the moment that sealed the deal, um in a couple of ways that you know this is real. Number two that, you know, there's my little girl. You know, number three, wow, I am responsible for this little human, for the rest of my life, and we're going all in together dad's everywhere listening just said amen to yeah. like oh Agreed. this is real like this is my daughter like we're yeah and i got to hold her dude and um just looking at her was I'm, i was smiling but i was crying on the inside at the mm-hmm. same time i mean i was alone mm-hmm. you know i was alone at the hospital yeah. you know but um so but, so was it from loneliness that you're crying inside you feel like or? I, no it wasn't it wasn't at all um you know i i was I was crying inside because, number one, yeah, I was there in that situation by myself. Number two, I had put myself in that situation by myself. Um, so it's still some of the guilt of, like, why did I do this? And, yeah, and... But you also get, like, raw emotion from being a dad for the first time, right? Right, and I, I didn't cry from happiness or from, you know, being emotionally distraught. I was just looking at her like, okay, it's me and you, kid. Mm-hmm. 
And um, nice. so we take her home. You know, I go from having no kid to two because my daughter's mom already had a two-year-old who was attached to me at the hip, who adored me. And her mom had a cesarean. So I was tending to a newborn. I was tending to a two-year-old. I was tending to a surgery recovery. So my my week of paternity was not so great. The yeah. whole time knowing that this is only temporary, things are going to change. Yeah. and oh, um, But I told myself, yeah, you know, we're going to – we agreed that this would be a two-year thing. You know, we get our own place, you know, go our separate ways, and we'll figure out how to do this, you know, when who has her. You know, fast forward even longer. Two years passes. You know, I have a great mom and my daughter. She loves daddy. We go on walks when they, when she gets when she gets picked up. You know, we have a great relationship. Nice. And um, it was around her birthday that we were talking about, you know, moving and things of that nature. So her mom had told me that she was having a difficult time trying to find a place and this and that. And I was like, well, I already have a place. So, you know, so that it's not stressful on you, you, you know, definitely you can leave her with me. While you get situated, I know you have your other daughter and, you know, I know how things will be, but, you know, here's, you know, here's where I'll be, you know, you'll know where I am. And, and at know. this point we're talking about a four-year-old and a two-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I thought that's how we were going to do things because she got herself situated, but some other things happened that I was not aware of. And we won't talk about that here. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. And um, she has a place and our discussion about you know her coming with me until things get situated for her had changed so on my like the the day that we went out for my daughter's second birthday dinner and it was time to go she didn't come home with me she went home with her mom and to see this little girl as emotionally torn as she was crying talking about i want my daddy i was angry at her mom i was angry at myself again for the situation and then that's probably one of the first times that i cried from having my daughters because she wanted to go with me and she didn't get to so seeing her not able to come to daddy was very emotional for me and i had to quickly get over it you know that's a that's a common trend here with the situation now, it's like the gamut of emotions you go through, and then being like, "No, this is the reality. We've got to deal with it." And, 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 and just just to, to jump in there, yeah. you talk about you talk about the the emotion that you feel and everything, and keep in mind that you don't have the emotions of a marriage that or a relationship even like like where it's you know, hey, we've been together, we loved each other, we were emotionally, physically, oh sure, mentally yeah, invested, and all of that goes to shit, and you right. have yeah. the the bitterness of it. You had a more unique situation, I mean, it's I, like, but, but, but it's all of that is like the instincts of a father to be angry that it's like my kid is going through that. That is a, a, a common denominator through all parents, whether you have a successful marriage, a failed marriage, a failed relationship, whatever. So that's interesting. So you guys, this is almost like a little ask the deads. Have you had issues where, like you just described, that you're like, man, I'm really angry that my kid's going through that. But you're, I mean, you guys are even with the the mom you know so i i will just jump in and say like my daughter is uh, you know like we're we're attached right now like we do everything together and daddy's girl yeah and i think it's it's heightened because of the fact that bennett was born and so we've kind of my wife and i have kind of divided and conquered 
kind of a thing. Right. Just, so Amanda's had to like pay attention to, yeah, the baby to Bennett more. more. And then I've paid attention to Sylvie more. And so it's grown that way. And the fact that like, there are times when I'm like, who like Amanda will be like, I want to do bedtime. And Sylvie's like, no, I want, I want daddy to do bedtime. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Not a problem. And the fact that like, even a little bit of that, I wouldn't be able to do like, just rips my heart out. And so when you're talking about that, it's just like, it's, I can't comprehend the levels of hurt. So I, I feel, I empathize. And I, I, yeah. And Ellie is a mommy's girl. Like, I am not the preferred parent, which, again, is a totally different conversation. She told me that she doesn't like your farts. Well, I mean, that's She'll tell me she doesn't like my farts, but then she farts like me. I don't like his farts. <laughs> I've known but I don't think time. anybody at this I mean, table same, does. Same. Yeah, but it's... God, it, that's something we can all agree on. With yeah, it. I agree. I don't like my own farts. <laughs> loud and smelly. And, but it's, you know, it, it's when, when Ellie gets upset, you know, it, it's it's hard for me, even though I'm not I'm not the preferred parent, but it, it, it's... It's difficult. It if she gets it's something, especially if it's something I can't control. Yeah, that upsets me. And so, but the thing is, is I'm able to go to Teresa and be like, okay, let's let's team up. Like they're not even tagging in. Let's team up. Let's figure out how to tackle this. Yeah. And while Alan has a marriage that he can do that with, now. he's not able to do that with the mother of his child because right. there are and, and it's part of what wanted me to to bring this conversation, which is impossible to encapsulate in a two hour podcast. Or an hour and a half, or however long this is going to be. It's probably going to be eight hours. Probably, but it's it's just At it's, least. it's you you don't have that. I'm going to go to you. We're on the same page, right? You know, it, it, on the same page of the same book or the same chapter, whatever. Oh, it's he, like we're it, in two separate books. Yeah, it, he may be on the same page, but like you said, two different versions. It, it's it, to go back. We've talked. We briefly touched on religion. It's like if you have two different interpretations of the Bible. Or whatever religious book you want to look at. Let's and just it, say, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but but it's like you're on two, you're, you're on the same Let's page. Let's just say one's a Mormon and one's a Scientologist because yeah. that might be a better one. Some of them fly and some of them shoot lasers from their eyes. That may be better. Some but of them like, have planets. Some of them go have, clear. You have thetans, but you have basically you have you're on the same page of two different <laughs> books, uh, two different versions of the same book where it's like you're not even on the same page. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's it's. It's interesting to hear you talk about that frustration, and you've talked about it, but it's, it's to have the focus put on it of of you experiencing that emotion in those circumstances, something that, that Joe and I simply can't relate to. Yeah. So, anyway, so, anyway, so two years old. <laughs> but we the, digress. For, yeah, Back for the first, you, Alan, yeah, cause like, cause For the like, first time. You said something that was just like, like blew our minds and like how emotionally yeah. uh, difficult that must have been, man. Yeah. It, you know, those are the kinds of things that, I would think about daily, again, uh, making me feel like I was, you know, a teenager going to. And this. then you have all those questions like, what does that, what does that mean about me as a dad? Right. That I'm like even th- having to think about that stuff. That's right. It's crazy, dude. So, you know, we we figured that whole situation out, eh, but just which is good. I feel like you just took months and years of turmoil and just like encapsulated it in that sentence. So we figured that out. Yeah, we, we did. You know, just seeing, you know, her being torn away from me and me being torn away from her, her going with her mom and her, her older sister yeah. after me being home based to her for, for so long. I was the one that would, you know, stay up and, and get up in the middle of the night with her those two years while she was growing, <sighs> you know, and it's not to say that her mom didn't do anything. You know, I wouldn't paint that picture of her like that, but right. I'm a night owl anyway. So I don't sleep well. My medication makes me not sleep that well. Just, just a, a habit. Is that your Viagra? You know, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh that oh, hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, why, just like, why are you laughing? Joe, this is a serious. Yeah. Laugh. If you experience an erection for more than four hours, 
Yeah, that would be a little of a dog. difficult. I'm just kidding. Alan, we're just welcoming you to the detox <laughs> it's, podcast it's, it's, it's by totally. busting your balls. I was yeah. about to make a bad joke, but um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to... That's okay. Save it for the dad joke just, I'm, Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so just going to go forward. But... Um, but yeah, I was up with I was up in the middle of the night, and she would just yeah. be there, and we would just bond, and you know, I would just sit there and stare at her, or I'd just sit there and talk to her, yeah. and whatnot. So when that first, you know, band aid came off of me having to go my own way without her, that was like a dagger in my gut, and <sighs> and um, oh, I, I can't imagine it. I went you... home. I had my 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 eyes watered up, but I did not want. My daughter or my daughter's mom or even her two-year—I mean, her four-year-old—to see me crying, and um, so when I got in my car, I just kind of drove off, and I was like, "Dude, this sucks," and um, I was like, "All right, whatever," you know. The, this, the, the lament of single slash joint custody fathers. Yeah, that's what I feel worldwide. Like, right? like uh, this sucks. Anyway. Because <clears throat> because yeah, it regardless of what you felt or whatever thoughts you had. Prior to her being born, mm-hmm. once she was born, she was your little girl. Yeah. yeah. She was the girl that you had yeah. had dreams about in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Dude. And, that's um, crazy, man. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what I, I would or wouldn't say about, you know, her mom. Because at some point, I genuinely had, like I said, some affinity towards her and, a, what was the word, a, an actual genuine enjoyment of her, but I knew it was not good for me. Yeah, you know, so I I don't I won't I don't want you connected mentally but not emotionally, right? And it's like I don't want anyone to think that her mom is a horrible person and that I'm some saint for you know making the quote unquote mature choice and this and that. I definitely played my part in that entire situation, um, and I had to make the best of a situation that I didn't want that I helped get myself into. So every time that I got angry, I had to think about well, you were part of it, so I had to just suck it up and be like okay dude what do you do to move forward from here and that took years because my my now wife would see me get emotionally you know beat up about it and she was like how can i help you how do i be there and i was like it's just something i got to go through babe it's not anything that you did it's something that i got to get through on my own you know talking with my mom talking with some other friends talking with galan it's like dude you know how do you how do you move on from here so eventually things got much better in my mind but in terms so, of i'm we- sorry um, no, no, no. Would you say this? Because I feel like it's almost like two disassociated issues, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first issue is like, how can I get myself into this? I, I don't like this person. How, you know, like, 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 why, why did this happen? Right. And the other issue is like, no, now I'm a dad and I love my daughter and I'm going to do what's right for my daughter. So do do you think that's a fair assessment that like, it was almost like, there were two issues seemingly unrelated that you were having to deal with for those first four years or whatever of your daughter's life. Yeah. And, um, you know, to get into the, the more core of what we were trying to talk about today in terms of the joint custody, you know, her, her mom and I ended up living not even 10 minutes away from each other at one point. And so we never went to court. We didn't want to do the court thing. We didn't, we didn't want, we didn't want the government or the, like whatever you want to call it. We didn't want the man. We didn't want, you know, anyone telling us when we couldn't, could not see our daughter. We didn't want judge Moyer to, no, I'm just (laughs) kidding. He's civil court, not family court. He's civil, man. Yeah. But it, it, I think that goes also to the fact that there wasn't a marriage. So the, 
emotional connection that that goes down like the Hindenburg doesn't. Right, doesn't, right, because like the emotional connection that, isn't with the mom. The emotional connection, yeah, yeah, yeah. is totally. Where it's like, with I mean, like your God forbid. Yeah. Let, let's say that that Joe, Joe and Amanda, or me and Teresa were to divorce. It's like there's an emotional battle we have to fight. That yeah. I don't like it, those what ifs. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like it, it's a very different situation where it's like I was just the, with you, John. the court has Thanks. to. Yeah, you'd be welcome. To um, so, so would yeah, I. No but it's like where yeah, the court the court has to get involved because there's a divorce, right? So in this, you guys are able to say, okay, look. Despite our differences, despite what we may or may not have wanted, we're going to be adults about this because our kid is most important. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's one of the biggest things that, as as someone that knows both parties, that I took away that it's like for the differences, you can you are doing the quote unquote adult mature thing to do what's best for your kid. Which, by the way, isn't how it always goes. We all hear yeah. stories no, about no, like yeah. no dads that yeah. have been crap. No, yeah. no, they've yeah. been pieces of crap. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like. So, that's I, I think, and again, there's there's a lot in the in intervening years that that we could get into and turn this into an eight hour conversation that Which I think would be fascinating. I'm still trying to fast yeah. forward and, and but yeah 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 because so, yeah. we need to. But. Yeah, here's one of the things as the product of a divorce, and now I, I didn't I didn't alternate weeks or whatever three days on a week on whatever uh, you know people do nowadays. But you got to go to putt putt, and you told us that. I did get to go. To, I got we to go. Did. I got to go to putt and games, not putt putt. Oh, putt but oh. I, so basically, bootleg. Putt-putt. Yep, as someone that would go <laughs> it's to like Dr. bootleg putt putt. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag bootleg, bootleg putt putt. Oh, second oh, jinx of the night. Jinx, yeah. That's a good one, um, guys. This is gonna be another long hashtag. Move. But it's, I would go for a month to my dad's in you know in, in the summer, and then when I came back, my mom would talk about having to quote unquote deprogram me, because my dad had one set of rules. And he would have to quote unquote deprogram me when I went to to him because of differences in parenting that he had, and you know so we go back and forth and basically the, I, that became an emotional weapon of well I have to deprogram you from your your dad's oh, so yeah. and essentially what that boils down to is for getting out of the emotional stuff but it's my parents had different ways of raising me different rules different rule sets different expectations that you of had me to navigate that I had to navigate. So I guess one of the things that, that I – one of the, the biggest driving reasons that I wanted to talk to you about joint custody is obviously especially with having two kids in that situation, um, they have a different set of rules. That household is different than your household. Dude. You, you've married – I feel like you, two questions yeah, you've, are You've married – so this is this could be a whole other question. So your daughter has a stepmom in your wife who is essentially a mother figure. Because mm-hmm. it's been around for um, the majority of her life, so how do you deal with the quote unquote? And, and, and it may not be deprogramming, but how do you deprogram? How do you handle deprogramming your daughter from the time that she spends with her mom? Or, or, to, or is or, that an issue? How do or, you handle or, or, that or situation? Right, like yes. Period. Because Eric Moyer, when we had Judge Moyer on, he talked yeah. about how he was in constant communication with the other person about working as them with a right, partner, even right, though they weren't partners right, anymore, essentially right. about what the guidelines were, what the precedent was so they could both keep each other. On the same and page. I have a yeah. follow up question for you on this after you answer. So as much as I would like to say that we are fully connected and there is a, you know, a cup with a string all the way to the other house with a cup on the string and constant communication. Oh, I thing. thought you were going to say a cup and a string to a ball and you played cup and ball. No. no I mean, okay. No, as, your, your analogy is way better. As one does. As one does. <laughs> but right. but um, it, it's it's not. So the, the our, our, our arrangement is week on, week off. But during that week. Oh, that's all year? That's all year. 
Oh, that's cool. So I so so like right now it's my week with my daughter, and um, but her mom will have her on Thursdays, no matter what. Yeah. I will have her on Wednesdays, no matter what. So it's oh, not a okay. full week per se. Okay. But so <clears throat> I I got her Sunday at five, and then her mom will pick her up on Thursday after school. We get her back Friday, Saturday, and then tomorrow I'll go drop her back off to her mom. Which and is not a far get, drive. You'll get her the next Wednesday, and um, then I'll get her Wednesday night. But then, but then Thursday through Sunday will be her mom's again. right until okay. until five o'clock. So cool. that's our arrangement, and um, that's throughout the entire year. And then when it comes to birthday parties and holidays, we alternate holiday major holidays. So this year is my Christmas. This year is her Thanksgiving. Um, and okay, and but I and usually, those are the two main ones that you guys switch back and forth. And so usually everything else just whoever happens to fall on that week. So whether gotcha. except for Fourth of July, yeah, Fourth of July, Easter. You're like you're like I have her this Labor Day. <laughs> but um, so with but spring break is typically ours. Period. Oh, okay. Because all of my daughter's mom's family is basically here, and okay. again, my wife and I we're the only ones out here, and then our family's back home in West Texas. So spring break is our week to go home. And chill out with that side of the family. Lubbock and cool. stuff or what? I'm sorry? Lubbock and stuff? El Paso. Oh, El Paso. Wow. wow. That's so, like really the, west, yes. west as you the can get. The west is Texas. Those that don't know, El Paso is in a different time zone than the rest of Texas because it is so far west. John and I ate at the Iron Skillet in El Paso years ago in 1999. When we were Sweet. going to record an album in New Mexico? Sweet. In New or Mexico, album, yes. Or Arizona. Right. Yeah, oh, no, it was Arizona. It was Let, Arizona. Let's get to back anyway, to the so Okay, but we but, digress. Um, but um, so, yeah, um, spring break is typically, you know, ours. And we'll we'll go and spend time with my niece and nephew before they go back, you know, to school for whatever. Or, and, and they're in El Paso? Well, which, not anymore. But, during, oh, okay. but I mean, they just started college. One, yeah. They're, oh, okay. they're, they're so, both in Austin. So that's where you thought you were going back to before. Right. This, okay. And so, you know, my wife's mom and sisters they're in the school system as well and so her nieces and nephews are also out for spring break around the same time gotcha. so going home for spring break is a big deal for us everyone always asks why don't you guys go anywhere else for vacation i was like well home is home dude it's family yeah dude. and so and then we alternate the year who claims around the taxes as well okay so well that's interesting there's a dad pro tip and and so yeah, I mean, and that makes a huge difference, by the way. No, Joe doesn't believe it. And then I'm gonna leave that on the table. Like, say okay. for example, there's like birthday parties, and um, like this week coming up, this next Sunday coming up. That's right. It's so a, it's a big one. We yeah, we, us, we usually work those out, saying okay, you know, um, there's a birthday party coming up. You know, can I grab her a couple of hours here earlier, and then you know, come your next week, I'll drop her off four hours earlier or whatever the case may be. And you get that time back. Do do you feel like is that pretty um, cool with you and your with her mom? Are yeah. you guys pretty cool with it? Yeah, I mean, that's good. you know, I'm not gonna lie and say that there haven't been situations where I've been utterly frustrated and disappointed in some of her actions, and especially last probably minute. the same for her, right? <clears throat> yeah, from her perspective. From her perspective, probably, sure. but um, without, like I said, you, you know. Um, talking ill about someone else yeah there were more times where there were things that happened that shouldn't have happened that i had to change my plans for last minute so it's been difficult is and you know things have gotten a lot better and her, her mom and i have gotten back to 
almost a point where how our friendship started before okay. things got physically and emotionally with us. And, you know, we laugh and giggle and things like that. But even on those hard times, I'm still smiling and just sucking it up a lot yeah. of the time because I'll hear what's going on about certain things. And then but, I'm like, okay, whatever. But, but And I think for, for <laughs> one of the things that, that, I, that I think that I've seen is ultimately you have in your daughter being nine now playing footsies with me under the table. You were just in. Let's just clarify that. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that playing was, footsies. I, maybe not so. his dog. Yeah, yeah. That was clarify that. Awkward. Yeah, that's too. That's too way into the episode for me to modify. That's a different episode. Yeah. I didn't realize you were wearing like Spider-Man colored shoes. Yeah. Mad props. Anyway, so it's my wife's gonna get on to me is, for saying mad props. Like, is ah. ultimately you may have these issues, but you take the Barefoot. you take the 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 path that allows you to present a better example to your daughter. Right. Because ultimately, that, that's her mother. Right. And, and for you to sit there and, and, yeah. and, be, and, and yeah. speak negatively and of her. And yeah, will yeah, yeah. always be her yeah. mother. And, right. And, and she's nine, so she's she's at the point where, or she's almost nine, right? Yeah, January. Yeah, where it's, she is. Oh, January bird, me too. She is. Uh, um, I don't know if cognitive is the right word, but she is aware. She's cognizant of. Or cognizant of things. Of, of you saying something <laughs> about her mom, so it's. And she won't she won't hear me say anything negative about her mom. Good. And um, we don't talk negatively about her, you, you know. We here's the thing: you, you talked you talked about um you talked about how we deal with the deprogramming. So that's what I was kind of trying to segue into. Okay. See, I used your word. See, props. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, and and so, all right, cool. We um we're all when, whenever she comes back to us, she is definitely acting a certain different way because up. she gets sure. a little more freedoms, sure. you know, when she's at her mom's house than she does with us. And, you know, but ours comes from a standpoint of, you know, being, being polite, being courteous and doing what you're supposed to do. We, we have this thing called Team Garrett, you know, and, um, you're listening. Yes. And we are your daughter's listening also. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we always try to say, you know, my, my, my wife, you know, says this thing about, you know, you didn't set us up for success. You didn't set yourself up for success. So we use that a lot. It's like, you didn't set us up for success by doing this and that. And it's like, I didn't set you up for success by doing this and that. And I apologize. So we try to get her back to, you know, her, her manners, get her back to, okay, I need to go and, you know, as soon as I get inside, wash my hands and then go put my shoes away. I'll go put these things away, go get this out ready for the next day, get my lunch packed, things like that. Not just running off and going to do things I want just because I want to. You know, there's a permission thing kind of in there. And her mom does have her own set of rules, but it's not as structured as it is at our house because both my wife and I are military kids or ex-military kids. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have a set, in, a, a set standard of, excuse me, of expected behaviors, but not from a standpoint of, you know, drill sergeant type situations. And so both of us are on the same page. My, my wife and I are both on the same page when it comes to, how we're disciplining her, and you know, I don't really spank my child. Um, I may pop her on the hand, may may pop her on the the back of her leg to get a point across, but I won't, you know, sit there and you know whoop her. And a lot Belt of times, or switch exactly. And you know, even though I got it, yeah. as, raise it, your yeah. hand on the table, even though the listeners can't hear it. If you've had to pick your own switch, <sighs> yeah. At my grandmother's house, oh, you're lucky. Joe's the only yeah, one. He's that an outsider. Has he's an, he's yeah. an outsider. We my can't talk yeah, to you anymore. That's what we did at my grandmother's house. She had some kind Shame. of bush. Shame. 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 Shame.
now you have to walk naked through Galan's kitchen. <laughs> Not again. Not again. That's all right. Let me go pick up my own switch before I do that. Okay, walk. cool. But so reeling it back in. There's a crate murder outside. Yeah, reeling it back in. <laughs> reeling, reeling us our, ourselves BSDM. back in from our many tangents. Nothing. Okay. But, um, you know, it. the funny thing is that it usually takes – maybe an hour or two to kind of get her back into the swing of things when she comes back. Your daughter. Yeah. So she has to acclimate. Yeah. And, and probably the same thing when she goes over to your. Right. You, you yeah, know, but then there's also house. another household, the babysitters. No. Yeah. Oh, in the third house. Yes. Remember, that's like three households. So oh, the, ba- the, babys- the babysitter is kind of more on par with how we do things because she's got triplets, boys. They're all in high school. And Whatever. Then- Forget that. And then, if I was like, if if I got the phone call where it's like I'm pregnant, and then I got, then I went, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna try to be there, and then I went there, and the doctor was like, you got three. That's when you. I just like, I take out a hacksaw and just like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> what are you? What are you hacksawing? Like you I, I just, just like hacksaw, and I'm like, I, I don't just, know what you're hacksawing. Let's I, just leave it to the imagination. I just get the right. call from your brother. John's dead, dude. Oh, yeah. Their answer is the hacksaw. Not, not really. Blood loss. But, yeah. Through like, the crotch. You're in the hospital hacksawing. I'm like, I don't know who you, who or what you're hacksawing. You just, Me. You just, oh, okay. Because it's over. Essentially, oh, sure. you, you just reek yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would reek myself. So, okay. So, three three kids and she goes over there. Well, so, the, yeah. Well, I would expect someone that has three, like, triplets. Yeah, boys. Boys. That, boys, boys. To have rules. So, and here's Jeez. the other thing about it. So, don't be not only does she watch... My daughter's older sister, who's about to be 12. That's this a month. question. I want to ask you real, real quick while we're mm-hmm. on that. What's your relationship to her now? I, I still adore her. She still loves the crap out of me. She loves you. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talk when we see each other. And, you know, I am genuinely concerned about her well being. Yeah. And want to make sure that, you, you know, I still. And social to her and that talk has to her. That be so difficult, man. It, you know, I mean, we're making jokes here and there throughout this whole session. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make light heart of, of these things. It's not difficult for me to talk about it at all. But going through the things at those times definitely was hard. Yeah, like but, it's difficult but, to navigate but for sure. I can I can talk about it and, and make jokes about it and, and be, you know, a little lighthearted about it. But there, there were some definitely some deep moments, man. And so... You know, she not only watches her soon-to-be 12-year-old daughter, she watches my daughter, and then there's a three-year-old younger sister, now that my daughter's mom is married. Really? And there's also the babysitter's nephew, who is just a few months older than my daughter. So the babysitter, she handles all of those, and um, she's amazing at it. That's good. She's, that's what she's done all her life. She's been a, a caregiver. Yeah. And so she has her set of, of, of rules, and she's more on, in line with how we are, um, maybe not as hardcore, but definitely, you know, doesn't let her get away with much. And I appreciate that. <clears throat> I, th- I think it's interesting because, of course, we've talked about it in my house. Like, I, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm married, but it's like you have me, Teresa, and my mom who all, quote, unquote, parent Ellie differently. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost like I'm, I'm closer to Alan where it's like I'm very strict. Like, I, I have a very short leash that I let Ellie do before I try to put a stop to a behavior. Mm-hmm. My mom has probably the longest leash. Yeah. And then Teresa is somewhere in the middle. It's just, it's, it's interesting to, <laughs> to, 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 to see that. Yeah. And, and to, to be able to relate to the, the issues that you go through of the, the different 
the different levels of, of discipline and expectations mm-hmm. and, and how your daughter adapts to, to those. And right. it's like, I mean, I, I see it in a, a microcosm. Is that the word? That's the right word. I see it in a much smaller scale. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it to, to when we bought our TV, you went with us to, to, to do it and to see you pairing your kid around interrupting manners waiting you know all the stuff like that and, and the stuff that is as ellie approaches that same age that mm-hmm. that your daughter was at that time and that, that i'm kind of doing the same thing and you advise galan against the 3d tv which i mean i'm, I'm with you on that no, is a solid solid advisement i mean i don't know if that's the truth i just made no no he, ha- he has a 3d TV. i have a 3d i have two how is it? Is it good? I have a passive and an active. Actually, I have is three. Like, I don't even like, know. You, you always see the saying. people. They're like, like all the demo videos are like <laughs> someone kicking a soccer ball, which Joe would love. Yeah. That is that good? But, but but me, I'm Whoa. like, I'm gonna don't. be completely wow. honest. Right. So, um, real quick. Yeah. I mean, maybe we, we maybe we can come back to that. But um, no, let's just get right like, Okay, it real, doesn't real, matter. Real, yeah. real quick then, because um. I actually have three 3D TVs. They don't in the make house. them anymore. Three, they don't. They don't. 3D so TVs. We have a 54 inch in the bedroom, which is our first 3D TV that we got when we got our apartment in 2010. And then um, Pennywise coming at you in the bedroom. And um, 54 inch. Those are active, so they have to have the battery glasses. Too. Sucked. Then, oh, oh that's su- but, but it's, ama- cat it's amazing. Went up it looks fantastic right that oh, okay. because that, that was, was when Avatar came out. James Cameron's oh. Avatar, which and is the best 3D I've ever seen. And yes. it looks fantabulistic Agreed. at home. And then oh, that's cool. um, we have a Samsung 65-inch 4K 3D TV that was downstairs. And something happened to one of my other TVs. And I said, well, crap. Let's go take that upstairs, put it in the man cave that my wife surprised and built for me for like six months. Nice. Hashtag awesome wife. We'll, awesome we'll, we'll, wife. We'll come back yep. to that too. And then um, so I had to replace the downstairs TV with another 3D TV. So I mean, obviously. That's obviously, the only logical Because the, the 3D TV downstairs was for, for us to you know, have guests over whenever obviously. we have people over. So you need to go. So yeah. I got an LG 65-inch, which is fantabulistic. <laughs> and the 3D is, is um, passive, so you can use any glasses. So we have like 47 pairs of glasses. I'm exaggerating. Go to the movie theater, get your real D 3D TV. And we really? just take them home. Take them and, home. Really? And they it works. Work. So oh, that's cool. I have maybe 24 3D movies, Blu-rays at home. Oh, that's awesome. And when people come over and we're chilling and we're watching stuff, we rarely have people over the house anyway because yeah, we live on a BFE. Sh- you should invite us, though, because we'll go. I would, I would totally invite you. Yes. But watching watching stuff Trend. in 3D on a 65-inch TV or bigger is awesome because you're in a confined, intimate space, and it's just popping out at you. That's pretty cool. It looks awesome, and oh, my, my TV cool. turns anything into 3D. Oh, as well. Oh, it might crazy. not. It might not be as so even in stuff that depth, wasn't as shot like layered. In 3D, right. It might it's not smart enough to be like, no, this is 3D. Now. Yeah. So oh, it might not be like you cool. said as layered as an actual right. 3D Blu-ray. But if I put in, say, like my regular Blu-ray of um, Reservoir Dogs, I was gonna say Back to the Future trilogy. Yes. But, uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, that's, that works. <laughs> like, yes. And, and then hit 3D and turn it on. There's some depth perception there. Oh, that's awesome. And it looks, and it looks badass. Cool. And I have to say, the smart three like directors that use the 3D technology, the best part, like Avatar is a good example. Where, like you have it's stuff the, popping probably out. Probably the best. You example, have stuff yeah. popping out at you, but it's layered in a way that you can't have the, layered. The, the in Prometheus 2D. Uh, 3D was that way where it was layered. But anyway, really? high five yeah. Ridley yeah. Scott. Yeah. Let's get the top. Yeah. So so I oh mean, we're digressing. So, yeah. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna digress. And actually, okay. I would say so. Um, what's interesting is because. The next time that we have, if you hate us, let us know at yeah. Detox. Galan at Detox Podcast. No, that's fine. I can Detox take that heat. Okay. So 
I, I think it's I think it's fascinating, and we can sit there and talk about discipline and and, and talk longer about joint and yeah, that's and, a lot of issues. Yeah, and, and there's, there's there's a whole other thing of the fact that you do have a quote unquote step parent mm-hmm. in in your wife. Uh, that yeah. that's a whole other conversation that we could talk about. That that that's fascinating. Um, Are we going to come back and talk about something else? No, no. So I, I think I think so. The next time we have Ellen on, we'll go oh, okay. we'll, we'll go watch 3D movie. Talk more about it because yep. there was a subject that we were going to talk about that I think that we've run out of time to talk okay. about. Okay, so we'll hold yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So we'll hold time. off and, cool. and, and we'll get to that. But it's just, Alan, it's, will you come back and talk to us? Sure. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Maybe maybe nice. next time we do it though, we'll go to his turf. Oh, sure. Let's do it. We can. So, but yeah. So I, I mean, have I, recording equipment. Yeah, we'll travel. I think that there's there's some fascinating stuff to talk about. To and then and then we haven't even touched about like talked on or touched on how he parents. Yeah, like his or kids. The fact so, or the fact, and I, of course, have white guilt saying this, but uh, or, or the fact that, like, you have a biracial kid. Yes, Alan is black. I am yeah, a chocolatey just... man. I might not sound like it <laughs> over the podcast, but I am a chocolate man. And you're sitting at a table with three vanilla uh, and I'm, I'm, I We're am... not just vanilla. It's like if you, turn a, if you turn us a certain way, we blind people. If I walk out in the sun, you can see my bones. So basically, I am the <laughs> eclipse to their sun. Yes. Yeah. So, can I edit this part out? <laughs> no, this you is must gold. leave this in. No, no. Okay. It's, it's so. But, so basically, but yes, I have a biracial child, and my wife is Hispanic. And when we're out in public, that people who don't know, they think that she's ours. And then on the flip side, my my daughter's mom is white, her husband is white, but she has two biracial children, and she has her youngest child, which is with her husband. Yeah. So they look like the commercial for adoption when they're walking out together. And um, there's nothing wrong that's, with that. Absolutely, there's absolutely, there's absolutely the way, nothing wrong with that's that. That's a great way to put that. <laughs> but it, I, I, th- I think the, the other interesting part of that is like, especially with all the stuff that's gone on recently, Charlottesville and everything yeah. that it's, and Sinto touched on it awesomely when we we had him on. Is, yeah, if you the, guys have the, not listened to that, go back and listen yeah. to, to episode Sinto seventeen, Ramos yeah, right? Junior, ep- seventeen, yeah. episode yeah. seventeen. But it's it's dude, he is like. I don't know. He has such a great way of describing the, sort the of like stages class of, but of yeah. race. Just, yeah, just being great. being not only a person of color, um, but it's, you know the, the, the idea of of a black man raising a kid in this country, in the environment, and in a situation where I think it's impossible. It'd be ignorant to say that racism is dead. Raising yeah. your kid to be positive, and and. In, in yeah, the way, so that, in the way really that yeah, two issues that'll be fascinating. Yeah, in, in the way that One, I've seen, that I'm, way that I've seen Alan raise yeah. his daughter is I, I think that's something that whether you're a, a, a white dad, a black dad, a Hispanic dad, whatever, it's something that it, it's a perspective that we can bring that I think is is fascinating. Yeah, and it's it's one Alan, you're a black dad, which is cool. Two, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome. I mean, I mean, well, okay. So, so one is the fact that you're a black dad. The second one is your kid's biracial. So, yeah. like, we're interested in in what those challenges and are and how, and how to walk that line and, and yeah, it's a whole other. But whatever, we'll get yeah. back to that. So, okay, we're gonna be right back with America's favorite segments. So, there's more in store for you and. You already heard it. Alan has a verbal contract to come back and talk to us about those other it's issues. True. So, and we've already uh, we've enjoyed this. So thanks, Alan. Word. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, 
Hey guys, welcome back. It's time for America's favorite segment, Ask the Dads. And Joe, I didn't give you a preview of this, but I told the other two guys, so maybe you'll go third. That's all right. Okay. Get, all right. Or you could just cold blast me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cold blast. Okay, I'll cold blast you, and you have to answer first. Hashtag cold so blast. Here, <laughs> here's the idea, okay? I, I was thinking about this um, earlier this week, and I wondered, has there ever been a time as a dad... Or you felt that you you haven't been the one in control of the situation. Ooh, all the so, time. Yeah, and, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the standard like I'm not talking about outside like um, things that happen like okay my kid gets sick. Well, yeah, clearly sure. you didn't choose for your kid sure. to be sick. No, no, tonight it happened, and like I know when this airs. I don't know when this uh, tomorrow or, or Monday, whenever you're listening to it. But like tonight, this Saturday that we are recording, my daughter, I love her so much. And we have a set bedtime routine. But sometimes she's like, can I have an extra book? Can I have an extra, like, rock? Can I have an extra whatever? And I'm well, like, up to that point, that you still feel like you're in control? Yeah. Because you're the one that can yeah. say yes or no. And I'm just like, absolutely. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, it's been a minute since you were supposed to go to bed. And then I'm like, no, you got to go to bed now. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to bed. And then it ends up with, like, my wife going in and being like, no, you're going to bed. And I'm like, how did I lose control of this situation? Oh, so you feel like at that point when she questions you, you're like, Oh, I, I I'm lost now. I'm not the yeah. dad. So then, so then yeah. I've had to You're back like, up. My wife has to be the. Dad. So then, so then I've had to back up, and ended up I ended up going back in, and and you know after my wife gave her like a, a dressing down, I guess you would. Right, right. So your wife took control of the situation, and then you yeah. came back in and, and took then, control. Of the and situation. then it was fine. But but I will say that there's a there's been a couple times like that with Sylvie. And it's where I don't realize I'm losing control until it gets to that point. And then I've gone back in and I've reevaluated and I know I'll do that again tonight. So so do you think that's like like you're away from it and you're like, okay, how do I regain control? Yeah, and the the fact of the matter is you just put your foot down. That's all it is. Yeah. In this situation. That's all it is. But it's like like, I'm I'm still the adult. Yeah, but it's like I'm enjoying the time and you have to be like, okay, but like enjoying the time versus her getting a good night's sleep. Like you have to weigh the the cause and effect of that. So it it will end up with me going back to the drawing board, reevaluating, and working on putting my foot down. So that's when I just say, yeah. um, um, all right, Ellie, who am I to you? Um, you're my daddy. All right, that's not that's right. And you're the kid. You need you need yeah, to and, do X. Yeah, and I was like, I'm in control. You need to shut up and do what I say. So so you're saying like when she questions control, generally I establish I establish the boundary. Yeah, the, yeah I the I establish that. That she doesn't have control and that those A, B, and C that she enjoys, I can take those away and she won't get those. Okay. But it's, well, in some of my view, that is harsh. And I don't actually tell her well, to shut that's up. that's you being the dad. But it's like I'm just going to step in and be like – because I know that it, I know that I am such a sucker for her. Dude. That if I let her have that control, I'll never get it back. Sure. And, and, and so we joke about it. I'm, I'm wrapped around her finger. And, yeah, in certain aspects I am. But when it comes mm-hmm. to that, I'm like, I'm not going to – I I am going to establish bend. early – because like, I think no, I think, this is my job. I'm the yeah, dad, I th- and I tell her it's like I'm I'm not your friend. It's not right. my job to be your friend. It's my job to be your dad and make sure that I am preparing you to be the best person that you can be. Because people are shit, and I don't want you to be a shitty person. And you need right to be on. a productive member well, of society. And yeah. then she and then she's like, "Daddy, you said a bad word." Well, oh, that totally reminds me. So today, Ter- uh, Teresa was like, "Galan, your or Ellie, Daddy's being uh, a shit," and she's like, or "Tell Daddy she's being a shit," and she's like. Daddy, you're being a. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, <laughs> my kid just went for, full Merlock. Because <laughs> she didn't want to say it. Yeah, so she's oh, like, you, you, you've been a bad. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, what the hell? That's like awesome. we're in the front seat, like cracking up because she was just like, awesome. like did, you just, did you just Merlock me? 
That's all. My kids gonna know, what, my, my kids gonna know so, what a murloc is. So if you don't know what a murloc is, long story short, World of Warcraft, Google murloc sounds. We're not and, nerds. And they no, say, we all and, and they I do, did like, not know when I I did my oh, research. Did, 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 nice. anyway, totally that sounds so. fairly accurate. All right, but so, 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 so Alan, has there ever been a time as a dad where you felt that you haven't been the one in control of the situation? It'd probably be best to ask my wife that, so I'm gonna say yes. Oh, um, nice. Why? Because you've just had to defer to her on certain things? Or well, what? you know, so, sometimes, and it's not necessarily deferring, but as we, we've said, you know, us dads were suckers for our little girls. Sure. And um, to to point to... They're just so cute. Yeah. And it was the same with me. We were watching cartoons, and I don't want to stop. I want, her, I, want, I want to see her reaction to these things that I grew up with or something that we like together because... We um we we sometimes do something on the weekends called um, Spidey Pad time, and um my 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 iPad's name is Spidey Pad. <laughs> nice. And so she has a bunk bed, and nerd. <laughs> you don't you don't get to say nerd. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I had my, I had yeah. my volume down the first time. Yeah, I was going to say, we know you. No nerd talk. No, Pot calling the kettle. No nerd, nerd shaming. Nerd, no nerd shaming. Yeah. yeah. And um, what we'll do is um, she's got a bunk bed, so we'll like, lay on the bottom. Like you're the king of the ring rates or whatever. Like. <laughs> no, I'm thinking you're the I'm guy o- quoting World no, no. of Warcraft. No, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, in my head, I'm ogre. It's like, nerds. Yes. Sorry. Uh, you good, bud. Anyways, back to Spidey. Pad. Ogre. And, um, Ridge of the Nerds? That's an old school reference, man. Well done. Booger? Yeah, okay. Booger. Okay. Totally. Yeah, like well. a two-minute burn. <laughs> cracks me what up to the this heck day. man revenge of the nerds talk we, i didn't we think we'd hit we it hey back. hey that that's my pie See, yeah that, that's the thing like alan and us we understand that joe's like i don't know what that is honestly that is accurate yeah, uh, nice. like i know the name and i know booger but like that's about it okay so go for it but um she has a bunk bed and um we'll lay on the bottom i'll put the ipad in between the the wooden brackets, and so we can go no hands and just put nice. it up there and lay back like we're in a, a chill back theater. And we'll that watch sounds it. familiar, John. And we'll just chill back and watch cartoons. I, I do it with an LED projector, but I like the concept. And we'll just lay there for hours, and I'm like, I need to go to bed. Or if she needs to go to bed, even though it's the weekend. But um, I'm enjoying this so much, and then I was like, sweetheart, we got we to gotta stop. Just one more episode, Daddy. I said, sweetheart, we need to stop. And then a lot of times yeah. I will just give in. And I'm like, oh. And then so there will be times where a wifey will say, honey, daddy needs some sleep because daddy doesn't sleep well at night. So you need to let him go to bed so that you guys can do this again some other time. Nice. And, and then I have my tail between my legs and I'm pouting too along with my daughter. I'm like, well, what, 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 what? <laughs> she's, put, she's putting so, both so of you to bed. Yeah. Really, <laughs> the secret is, is we're a sucker for the cuteness of our kids. Yeah. Sure. Because so, you're awesome. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Yep. You're awesome. That's what uh, John is talking to Ellie, not Galan. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ellie's <laughs> I in here. Am, I am because, not awesome. guys, that was America's favorite segment, Ask the Dads. But now we're on to America's favorite segment, Dad Jokes. And we have a very special guest tonight to share yep. a, a joke with us. All right, Ellie. Ellie, Are you Ellie, ready? Ellie is going to share. This is Galan's th- This is a joke that she came up with. My goddaughter. She's yep. awesome. All right, yep. go ahead. Right here. And this is right here. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? The door. The door. The door. The door. The door who? who? The door who? It's just, that's just her joke. Just the door. Knock, knock. Who's there? The door. All right. So then. So then. 
I came up with the I came up with the follow up. Good job. So knock knock. Who's there? Hey, the door. Can I get a hug the for that who? one? Can I get a Hold hug on. for that one? John's, Good John's job. Green. You're awesome. John's getting hugs. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Knock knock. Who's there? The door. <laughs> the door who? The door Roosevelt. Oh, the door Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. The door Roosevelt. Oh, that's I was trying to good. salvage my job. Yeah. My my daughter's my All right. Daughter's so speaking of which, while we're on, you go on. Do you have a dad joke to share? I do. I have to get it real quick. Good job, so, Ellie. Yeah. That was great. You know, even though I'm even though I'm oh, a married man. Wi-Fi password. Or, that's you know, a terrible dad joke. My, my friend told me that his girlfriend got a job as a pastry chef. Yeah? I said it sounded like a sweet gig. <laughs> Your dad told you that? No. Oh, okay. Just a guy. A guy yeah. told you that. Yeah, a friend you. told me that. All right, who's up? Who's uh, up? Alan, you got one? Or? Oh, oh you, go for it, because I, right. I have two. So, guys, last night, uh, oh, let me clarify. I only have one, so I'll go first. Okay. Uh, cool. Guys, last night I had a dream that I was a muffler, uh, but I woke up exhausted. <laughs> I love that joke. And did you know that uh, <laughs> last night I had a dream I ate a five-pound marshmallow? Oh, Walk, woke up! My pillow was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's still better than the 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 frog joke I was telling off. Uh, you, off you know, there. guys, I really like. Oh yeah, my or the elephant joke. I oh was god, yeah. I really like my ceiling. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's up there. <laughs> That's a good wow. one. That's a great dad joke. Awesome. I feel like my dad right. would have Alan, laughed really hard. What do you at have, that. man? So actually, I lied. I have three. Oh, wow. shoot! Coming in Treat strong. us to all of them. So. The first two are, are are ones from my dad that he always says when I ask him a question. The second one my is... My wife is eavesdropping because she loves... This is her kind of humor. This is nice. Her, this is Your her wife's entire, a fan of dad jokes? She's, her entire family... Amanda leaves the room for dad jokes. Is, <laughs> she is too awkward. She's is, like, I can't do this. This is her entire family's like She likes you guys, like but when I start talking, she's like, no. <laughs> All right. But, uh, Joe, shut up. So awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one that I found online first. Okay. It says the grocery store checker asks paper or plastic. The dad, either I'm bisexual. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. Clever I love it. and funny. Yeah, I, I love that one when I saw it. And so the ones from my childhood are every time I ask my dad, I say, Hey dad, how you feeling? Still to this day. He's almost sixty three. I'm I'm almost thirty seven. How you feeling, Dad? With my hands. Yes. Like, Damn it, Dad. Give that me a straight dude, answer. That is a legit dad that is, joke. That, that is. That is. That, that is solid. any dad who hears that can go and that use is solid. it. I love so, it. So go I ahead with the other one because in case not, there's there's one other classic that comes to mind. But go ahead. And um, it made me think of another thing that my dad said. Um, but mine was mine's cute. So I'll do the cute one last. My my. I, well, so if I don't ask my dad how you feeling, I say, Hey, what's up, Dad? And he'll go, Hard dicks and helicopters. <laughs> Of course, like the one I'm used to hearing is the ceiling, but that's way funnier. Yeah. The other one is, or is like, man, dad, I'm hungry. Nice to meet you. I'm dead. My yes. dad yeah. did that yes. all the time. I asked my boss once, I said, hey, man, how's it hanging? He went a little to the left. A little to the right left. Now. Yes, that's a dad classic, too. <laughs> that's not a dad classic. That's just bad classic. <laughs> that's guy classic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got one, guys. I got one, guys. What has 100 balls and screws old women? Oh god! I don't know. Bingo! 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 Yeah. You guys are right. Yeah. Bingo! That's it. <laughs> I was like, you? <laughs> no. If only. 
if only. That, that, I, have, I have my cute one. That reminds me of. I've got two yes, balls yes, and I yes. screw I've, no I've, one. I've got my cute one because I, I don't <laughs> know when I'll be back to, to have fun with you guys, but I am yeah. coming back. Next yeah, for but sure. But my, my cute one is how do you get a tissue to dance? How? You put a little boogie in it. Ah, yeah, that's a great that's one. one. of my favorite jokes. That's a of great one. Great. Your, yeah. your hundred ball one reminds me of the the line from Stand by Me, where he's like, "All right, you four eyed piece of shit." He's like, "No, a piece of shit is a thousand eyes." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, great. That's such like a that's such like a kid thing to say, you know. We're uh, waiting anyway, for the wind, on the boogie. Note. All right, guys, that was America's favorite segment, dad jokes. And honestly, guys, I don't know if we're gonna pat ourselves on the back a little early here, but I think that was pretty successful. Yeah, that was, was a that was funny good. dad joke. It was pretty good. It was solid. Right. So, um, Mom was oh, nice. hey, Alan, I have a question for you. Are you uh, a cow? What? No? no. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I have a bonus question for you that, like, this is really a bonus ask the dads, but let's do it after dad jokes. So, okay, you're a cycler, right? Like, mm-hmm. you love bicycling and you, you road cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just going to – this is like a – a John Rant, what do you call it? Donservation. This is like John a Servation. I have no problem with people that cycle for health because I think it's super awesome. People that go out and ride their bikes and shit. But like, oh, I just said, I just said it. Just edit that out for me. Um, but here's the thing: people that ride bicycles on roads with like two ton vehicles. I hate the fact that they feel like um, entitled to not be run over by those vehicles. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. I don't think I don't think cyclists should be run over, right? But like, when I hear someone that's like, "Hey, in in like in Minnesota, another cyclist got ran over today," like, I really hate that that people in cars that are two tons of steel run over people that are on freaking. 30 pounds of aluminum frame. My is actually 18 pounds, but yeah, I know. John at detoxpodcast.com. Yeah, dude, I hate that because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I have no problem with cyclists. But when you like ride on a road that has like literal death machines on it (laughs) compared to you, like, can you really be surprised and feel like superior when a car hits you? That's, that's the question I wanted to ask you. So. I try not to ride on highway type areas. Yeah. Um, I usually ride in areas where people are usually accepted, you know. Bike lanes There's bike lanes. You know, we look for bike lanes in our group that we ride. Um, So I'll put it this way. So I live right behind Texas Motor Speedway. And there is a road called Victory Circle that encompasses the entire structure. It's 5.1 or 5.5 miles around. Okay. And so... I usually do that when I'm not riding with my friends. But then we'll also go out to other places like White Rock and Dallas and ride around that, which is 10 miles around once. Hashtag North Texas. Yes. And then there are sometimes we'll like go through different neighborhoods, but these are um, places where we kind of pre-route it and make sure that it's relatively safe and you know people respect the cyclists. So you have to kind of know where you're riding. Is it scary a little bit? Yes. But when there's more than one of you out there, you feel a little bit more comfortable riding out with cars. But we don't ride when people where people are actually going, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. You know, so we gotcha. we, we kind of go into, you know, um, places where it's safer for sure. Yeah. Like like neighborhoods, per se. Yeah. You know, I'll so, say this as yeah. someone who is often frustrated by the cyclist who doesn't obey the, the rules of the road. 
Right, because like you're at a stoplight and the, the cyclist yeah. just drives right through. It is my responsibility as the driver of a one-ton rolling death machine to look out for them. Yes. I, I'm with you on that, but, but like, so the only thing I don't like is, like, there seems to be a thing in a certain percentage of the cyclist community where they feel, like, um, entitled. You know what I mean? That's I, what I, I, I don't. I, I, like. I don't know. I get that, and you know, I have not adopted. Teresa's is making fun that of that mentality. No, she was looking at me. I'm just I, like shrugging my shoulders. That like I don't like, think entitled is the right word. Entitled. I think it's sometimes it's like you it's don't like think it's vegan. entitled. No, no, no. I for sure think it's entitled I, I, I because it's, of Facebook. Posts. I think it's that they, <laughs> they think that they are superior to uh, to cagers or whatever. Right. And Cage? so it's, well, what's like, a like or people so. that really love Luke Cage the Netflix yeah. series cuz like that was a dope series. No, really yeah, by like the way, it was good, dope. right? To me, oh, that's my soundtrack. That's yes. that's that's I, I like got too excited about it. I'm so glad I had me, the limiter turned on. Holy crap. To me, <laughs> that's the second best Marvel series. It is but by it's the so, way. No, no. Cagers I would go so far as say it is no, well, no, but no, let's go back to Marvel. It's almost the best, except Diamondback is brings it down a bit. Cottonmouth was that's the thing. Cottonmouth like, was like up here, and then okay, but like I watched Civil War the other day. And okay, like, by the way, we're gonna no, digress. Look, remember, remember, remember what spoiler, I saw, when, spoiler alert: Mariah, Mariah, right? Mariah. A focal point of Luke Cage is oh, in right. Civil War as the mom whose son died in Sokovia. Wait, really? And wait, I wait, wait, she wait, plays wait. a different yeah, actress. She, she does. Plays, the actress plays a, she wait, plays yeah, a different she does. The detective? But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm? No, 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 not, no, not no. Misty, not Misty. Not Misty. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Because by the Misty. way, there's going to be a future with her, with her and like whatever that Iron Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't no. think they're going to. I don't think they're going to do that. No, you don't think they're, they're going to do it? No, I, agree. I, I agree they, with you. They're not. But really? Misty, I but Misty, think, dude. No, no, no. They've, they've, they've released Thank pictures just, from Luke Cage too. I think we just went on another tangent. Yeah, we have. But I love it. Real quick, real quick. Have you guys seen the released? The leaked pictures from Luke Cage season two. I with have her, with her arm. Yeah, it looks. Oh, really? Bootleg, she's dude. got she's got the arm. So, oh, what, you what? think it's made up? No, no, no. What I'm what I'm thinking is that she's got a a, a Rand Corporation version of it, and she oh. doesn't get her Tony Stark one until later. Okay. So she, to I, me, she's I got agree. the bootleg version of the of the bionic sure, arm, sure, sure, and sure. then she'll get the upgraded version later. That's I what I'm thinking. I just think she's she gonna is, have like whatever is. the Dragon Detective Agency or whatever that is. I think it's gonna happen. Remember she's, when you just asked those moments when you feel like you've lost control? This is one of them. Oh yeah. Okay, back to whatever you want to say. Okay, well, no, no, yeah. just like because we're, we're the three kids right now. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we're like, we got Yay, really excited. We're, we're trying, <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> we we did a whole but episode on Iron Hand on the Iron Hand, which no one listened. Iron Fist, yeah, which no one listened. But but I will say, Marvel is very good about <laughs> Marvel is very good about making sure they don't <laughs> they don't over like they don't cross contaminate. Oversaturate, right? yeah. So for the fact. For them to use the same actress in two characters that are prominent in two very different projects, the, the, the astounded Marvel, me. The Marvel Cinematic and the Marvel I TV know, Universe. I know, I know, I know, but still. Anyway, I, separate. I, no, I, I bring them together. I, yeah, I, I cry BS. You don't they'll, think they will? They'll never bring them together. I think they will. I think they're totally never will. Because okay. They, anyway, it's all happening. I, I owe you. I owe you a bottle of. All right, I'm done. I'm done Guys, talking. I owe you. I owe you a bottle of Booker's if they bring it together. Oh, that is the. Best thing ever. But what do see, I owe you if they don't? A bottle of Bookers. But see, Done. Th but see, All think right. about it, though. They refer to everything that happens in the movies in the TV Vaguely. Yep. Vaguely. But no, no, no. It, they no, talk about the Battle of New York. They, they talk about the incident. But you know what it is, though. But they don't call it the Battle of New York. They don't. I mean, they don't talk about Centauri. That's true. They will though. Nope. Okay. Nope. So, all right, guys, that was America's favorite segment: dad jokes with, with a, a, a huge of... bet on the line. 
if they don't merge the two universes, Io Galan. Well, we need to set a time frame. We need to set a time frame. Two years from now. By the time that by Infinity I'll, War Volume I'll, Two. I'll, I'll no, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying Infinity War no. Volume Two. No. Infinity. Okay. No, what? Okay, Volume Two. Okay. Okay, Infinity the, War Volume Two. If they don't merge the universes by then, because I, dude, I want to say I guarantee that Daredevil will make will make a. Well, a we will see. Yeah, but it has to be. Daredevil it has to be. It has to be the actors yeah. that are in Mike the MCU. Yes, yeah, you're right. The best. It has to be those guys. By Infinity War Volume Two. If it's not, then I owe you a bottle of Booker's. If it is, you owe me a bottle of Booker's. Oh, I love that. And Alan and I are like, "Yay, Luke Cage!" <laughs> oh, dude, I love Luke Cage. I know, I know. Man. We talked I about think it. he's the second best. If, sure. if we if we get together and, and and have Alan, especially earlier in the day, or we have more time, and we will, we will have, we will sit down and have a full on rando nerd this is discussion. Gonna be, this has to be bonus material. Oh, yeah, total bonus. Okay. We will have a right. rando nerd discussion. Boner All right, so, guys, that was America's favorite segment, Dad Jokes. Now, of course, we're on to America's favorite segment, Things to Check Out. This is where we tell you things that are cool that you should check out. They can be dad-related, but most often they are not. Alan, do you have one of those? Because we didn't really talk about this. So. Uh, I, gave, I gave him for a fair warning. Oh, okay. We can come yeah. back to you. No, I'm, I'm, I have something. Go for it. Um, cool. And it's gonna, you're going to be like, oh, really? No, you saw that coming. Okay. But... The new DuckTales cartoon. DuckTales oh, daring do Good luck, Tales. Woo. We watched the first episode of the new series, and what's I, it on? Is so it on good. Disney? Yeah, um, Disney XD. Yeah, Disney XD. But you can okay, watch the first nice. episode on YouTube, I believe. Nice. I watched it on the Fire Stick, but um, oh, Amazon. Yeah, shoot, really? But I had mixed feelings. You know, I did not like. I'm. I draw. I'm an artist. Oh, I do really? it in my free time. Are you good? I'm decent. Draw yeah. some stuff for me. That'd be cool. But uh, I only do it when I have time and when I'm motivated. So, okay. re- referring back to the classic Do you 80s, do album covers? I have never done album covers. I have to look at something. Would you to like draw. to try it? All right, whatever. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. But <laughs> but um, looking at the, the style of the character design is a little off-putting because it's not as rounded and biting and um, three-dimensional looking as the 80s version was. Okay. But I kind of overlooked that because the story, the characterization, and the voice actors do a really, really good job with the material that they're given, and it's really well put together. I just have to physically force myself to get past my preconceived notions of what is awesome compared to the old. So it's not necessarily nostalgia. It's personal preference in terms of style. Yeah. But And then also there's a new Spider-Man cartoon that came out. There's about four episodes in. It's called Marvel's Spider-Man. And it took the place of Ultimate Spider-Man, which ran for four seasons, which I thought was awesome because it... Based off the Ultimate Universe or what? Yeah. Okay. And it brought characters that you would never see on TV like Moon Knight, Deadpool. Oh, nice. It was awesome. Nice. People hated on it because it wasn't Spectacular Spider-Man from 2008 or the Amazing... I mean, or the um, Spider-Man series from 94. Which yeah. I liked, I liked all of those. But... I did not like the direction of the art style in the, the, the brand new one that came out this August. But I sat down and watched the first three episodes, and I said, okay, this is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I don't like the way the look of it is. So those are things to check out if you're into those kinds of things. Cool, man. Right on. Who's next? I'll go next. Cool. Um, I'm totally – so I mentioned it earlier, but if you haven't gone and seen it, and, and it seems like it's setting all kinds of records for R-rated seen movies – 
Go see the movie It. <laughs> that will never get old for me. Yep. I, I I don't know. I was given the Abbott and Costello who's on first script as like a freshman and told to study that bit. So like right. that type of humor about yep. it. I was enshrined. Like like that became huge to me in about like like fifth grade John Laird. Nice. Yeah, for sure. It's the let's awesome. get back to Galan. I'm yeah. sorry. Let's so, get back to no, it's so go go see the movie It. As I mentioned, it one, is yeah, it is. Tim it is a creepy Wait. movie. It's not a scary movie. Tim Curry. Um, and also <laughs> that movie that's that miniseries is terrible. By the way, have you watched it? Not since I was a kid. Yeah, as a kid, it scared everyone. If you watch it now, it is terrible. The, good the to know that the new one is good. Yep. And also, the you can get the uh, the book uh, on Amazon for. Um, around fourteen bucks. There'll be a link in the episode description. Nice. It's a really thick book. If you have seventh graders, you should not let them read it. Yeah, let Galan be a lesson to you. They will learn all kinds of colorful language. What age do you think someone should be before they read that? Book? Us, uh, high school. <laughs> What's funny is uh, oh, okay. the, like seventeen. <laughs> yeah, the, the c word. Um, there was a girl we went to school with in in English class. Um, our the Sunday school teacher I had was the English teacher. Oh, she's and awesome! I totally uh, called this particular girl the c word <sighs> to in the class. Sunday school teacher in, in, in class, and the, the Sunday school teacher heard it because I learned that word, and I'm like, wait, oh, wait, wait, real quick, just a first name. What girl is? That? I'm not gonna say because Let's it's say off. Specific. Okay, tell me off. Oh yeah, off. Like I, my, and and right. so uh, my Sunday school teacher held me after class and chastised me severely. So we do not say the c word. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but basically gave me a, this huge guilt trip, and I stopped going to Sunday school for about a year for that because oh, f that lady. Okay. But okay. she ended up being cool after the fact. Yeah. Just wait, not in that moment. That, was that Miss Hannah? Miss Hannah? No. Oh, it was Miss Kramer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, oh really? Yeah. I wonder if it's the same. So anyway, so yeah, so check out Probably it. Probably not. Check out um, <laughs> and you know like the, the book and everything. So I've got one. Thanks to check out. All right. The band Stavesacre. Their album is 1995, but. It's written out in Roman numerals, so it's like M C V Q R. It's like the Super Bowl. You're like, how many Super Bowls? Yeah, has it exactly. Been already? But go look look for Stavesacre on Spotify. You can find them, and if you like it, buy it on uh, iTunes or Google Play or whatever. And uh, it's a band I love. Like the lead singer, uh, Mark Solomon, has also written an awesome book, and he's the host of a podcast. Um, called Never Was. Never Was Podcast. So check it out. Cool. That's what I say. Uh, so my recommendation comes straight from Sylvie. I couldn't think of... Yes, I please could, say Spider-Man. Uh, no, no, it's actually not. So we took Sylvie to see... So she... we Okay, let me back up a bit. When she first turned two, or right before she turned two, the Lego Batman... Which, by the way, was BS. No, <laughs> I don't know. She's legitimately two. No. Oh, okay. She, we took her to see the Lego Batman movie. She loved it, but she only sat in her seat for about, like, a third of the movie. The rest of it, she was running all over the theater. And we went at, like, 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, so there was nobody there. Should have so been out. dead on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, anyways, oh, at, her sitter, oh, at her sitter's house, they went to the movies a couple times over the summer. And Sylvie was so well-behaved that she got to go with the older kids and didn't have to stay home with the quote-unquote babies. Because she knew you go to a movie, you sit in your seat, you shh, you're quiet. So she asked to go to a movie because she said, I want to go to a movie and I want to see, I want to sit in the seat and be quiet. So we took her to see a movie, which is Despicable Me 3 was the only one that was which, out there. Which, by the way, has done a billion dollars. 
It was actually a oh, lot. Despicable Three has done a billion dollars. Yeah, just it Despicable was, Me Three. I will say it has done a billion dollars. It was dollars. a lot better than I expected it to be. Not just the Despicable Me franchise. I've loved all three of them. That, so that far. movie apparently has done thirty. Is the thirty-first movie but she, to do a billion. She That's said insane. still. Well, yeah. through the entire thing. Which, by the way, my almost five-year-old can't do that. It was incredible. Uh, honestly, her sitter gets all the credit, in my opinion. Because we took her, you know, the first movie, and she was running. And then this time, she was like, the only time she didn't sit still was in the very end of the movie when she was excited. And she was, like, laughing at the jokes. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's expected, right? But, so she's asked to go to a movie again. And when I was trying to think of, like, what should I, I was on my phone. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making notes for the podcast. And she's like, oh, with the guys, Galan and John. Nice. Which she always prefaces. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so what should, great. I said, what should I recommend? She went, you should recommend a movie. I'm like, what movie? She's like, the movie that we saw with Drew and Grew, which is, like, in Despicable Me 3, spoiler alert, Drew finds out he has a twin brother named Grew. Drew and Gruce. That's the whole like premise of it. So I told her I would say that. Um, I will slide. I will slide in under the radar. Into the DMs. And I will slide into. Hey, no. I will slide into the DMs. That Dungeon Masters. Yeah. No. No. Direct. Dead Minds. Dungeon Master. There you go. Yeah. Um, Wait. You played Indy? I watched the cartoon. Not to say. Oh. Okay. Okay. I I have. You should though. It's pretty good. You've played. We. Yeah. I have played. What the digress. heck? Digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll no, 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 no. We've got no, no, no. detox we'll, Dungeons no, and Dragons. Fine. It's fine. Right. We should we should get it together sometime. All right, cool. Um, the there is a artist. If you like blues music at all, I recommend sure. this guy. Fantastic Negrito is his name. He's from Oakland, California. Is he black? He is. He is. Okay. He is from. <laughs> he's from Oakland. He's been featured on Empire. It's uh, a little but, uncomfortable. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He was on the last season of Empire, if you watched the TV show Empire. And I, Amanda and I saw him in concert back in October at uh, the House of Blues in Dallas. He was fantastic. Nice. Hence his name, Fantastic Negrito. But um, check out his album, The Last Days of Oakland. It is kind of a new generation of blues where he's like blues with like, I don't know. It was described as like blues punk where he's like coming right at you with the blues, which I am like that feels kind of weird to describe. But I described it as um, a fan, like a modern blues that really shakes you to the core because it's not just talking about like the stuff that you're lamenting, but it's more like this is what's happening, this is what's going on, these are the issues of our day. Specifically, check out the songs uh, Pushback and In the Pines. In the Pines is where he wrote a song about a guy that got killed by the police for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was very powerful. And his music video is very moving. So Pearl Jam was doing that back in 92 called WMA. Just kind there of you go. Throw it out there. Right, 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 right. But Fantastic Negrito. No, no, no. Yeah, check or Per Sylvie, Despicable Me 3. <laughs> I'll make sure to make the distinction. So when I put Joe. You can put Joe, Fantastic Negrito. Yeah, and then Sylvie. Sylvie, Despicable Me 3. Maybe we should start okay, getting things cool. to check out from our kids every every episode. I know. It was Maybe very so, it was very and then I just cry at the end. And John's like, I still think you should check out Blood Bowl. Yeah, my only thing is blood bowl. <laughs> All right. So, guys, that was America's favorite segment, things to check out. So, guys, we're at that time of the of the episode that we reach every week or every two weeks. We've already done that. No, no. So, like, this is the part. Oh, you're right. We, this is the part where we uh, – well, there's a few different things. One is we pat ourselves on the back. Good job, guys. I really Good job, we've, Alan. We've Thank you for carrying this episode. We're patting yeah, ourselves on the back you, for the Alan. second time. Thank you, Alan, for uh, being a part of this episode, and we look forward to having you back. Man. Thank you for patting Thank us you. on the back. Yeah. Thank you for patting the yourself on the back. The second part, and Alan, this is 
I'm going to focus on you for a second because this is the part where we vote on what the official episode oh, yes. hashtag will be. That's true. And you're going to get the first vote. Okay. Of all the ones that we've um, written down so far. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the first. Here's the first one, and I'll read them all. Okay. Hashtag first secondhand dad, which makes me laugh. Hashtag heavenly father daughter god. <laughs> Hashtag it's on first. Hashtag my own bunk cake. Hashtag North Texas. I mean, okay, whatever. Hashtag astrology crap. Hashtag Star Wars jinx. Hashtag bootleg putt putt. Hashtag awesome wife. This is going to be my vote. This is going to be my vote. Hashtag this is daddy over. It goes over to you, Alan. What do you vote for? Oh, dude. Um... This is daddy over. This is daddy. Oh, that, is, over. That, is that what you're voting no, for? No, no, I'm just saying oh, that's okay. funny. Oh, that's man. funny. That is funny. I don't know. Hearing them out loud made me really laugh at <laughs> Heavenly Father, Daughter, God. Okay. All right. Go on. What do you vote for? I have to go bootleg putt-putt. Bootleg putt-putt was great. Okay, Joe, you're going to be the deciding factor, or you're going to send us to a four-way No, no I'm going to say this is Daddy over. I have not All laughed right. so that's, hard. That's it, dude. That was the winner for me. This is so Daddy guys, over. The official hashtag of this episode is hashtag <laughs> this is daddy over, which I thought has was brilliant. so many different names. I, 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 may, <laughs> I may have to go in, record a line of this is daddy over. Right. Over, and then yeah. Put, put a walkie-talkie effect on it. For sure, man. That's hilarious. So this is that's daddy it. BZGT. Hashtag this is daddy over. By the way, if you guys want to get in contact with us and and suggest a an Ask the Dad um, question or a dad joke, then you can do that on our Facebook or by email. You can get all of that information or by Twitter, by the way. You can get all that information at detoxpodcast.com. By the way, if you want to get all of our bonus segments, which by the which I'm going to keep saying, by the way, way too much. We're about to record a segment with Alan on his thoughts on every Spider-Man franchise because, by the way, there's been three. <laughs> and Alan just showed me on his phone there's a Facebook page called Detox Podcast, which is spelled a very different way. We are, of course, DTALKS.com because that's dad talking about life, kids, and stuff. But anyway... um. So you can hit us up there, but uh, you can you can find all of that information on how to contact us at detoxpodcast.com. And if you want to get, like I said, uh, all of our bonus segments that we record um, for every episode, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash detoxpodcast or you can go to detoxpodcast.com and you'll get a link to our Patreon um, for as little as $2 a month. You can hear us talking about um life kids oh, and stuff life kids yeah. and stuff sure. uh, and felt felt starts felt parts of the crazy segment, stuff bonus go on talking to his kid and having her cuss and a bunch of fun stuff so anyways that's on there also guys um like like we said check out our sponsors they are very cool uh, what is it? Diaperdude.com. Yep. Yep. And, and also gobaconjerky.com. Gobaconjerky.com. Oh, yes, which was fantastic. I tasted it. Oh, you it. loved it. Oh, you yeah. had it today. Oh, my God. This is great. They this had is... me at bacon. It, yeah. Right? Yeah. How good is that, dude? There is no word to describe how good that was. And, of course. Yes, there is. 
Hashtag blank, <laughs> hashtag blank man. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? I think we're good. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're also, of course, uh, talking about diaperdude.com this month, which, by the way, if you go and like our Facebook page, you'll be entered into a drawing at the end of September. We're going to take someone's name from uh, all the names that have liked us on facebook.com. Uh, at Detox Podcast, and we're going to draw someone, and we are going to give them a free diaper bag. Um, is there anything else, guys, that we should throw out? Joe's laughing at me, but I feel confident about the ending of this episode. <laughs> laughing at Alan's despite... face. Oh, okay, okay. Um, anything else? Galan, Alan, Joe. We mentioned the hashtag of the day is uh, Daddy Over. Yeah. We, at my house, this is Daddy have, Over. since we have uh, a two-story house, we actually have walkie-talkies. Oh, shoot. You have a two-story house? Do you have hashtag uh, memory foam money? <laughs> memory foam money? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I have a memory foam um, shaggy bag. Then you have hashtag. hashtag memory foam money. It's true. Yeah, isn't that cool? Galan brought that up, and he used it one episode to describe, describe true wealth was if you have memory foam. So you're in, man. I think John is retconning the shit out of that. Am no, I? I'm, no, I'm on John's side. Yeah, right? I will go back and yeah, find Yeah, yeah. Okay, go back and listen. <laughs> Say right. memory foam money. But so, yes, we have, we have walkie-talkies at the house to communicate with my daughter when she's in her room or when she's getting ready to come downstairs. That's cool, right? As my friend would say, ooh, you fancy. <laughs> All right. So, guys, if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash detox. Is it detox podcast, Glenn? Uh, detox podcast. <laughs> slash detox podcast. And you can, for as little as $2 a month, you can get our bonus content. Also, of course, you can hit us up at detoxpodcast.com, which has all of our info. Free ways that you can help us out if you don't want to go to the Patreon. You can go to iTunes, find Detox Podcast, and you can five-star rate us and review us. That helps us so much because it makes us uh, more visible to people, which is really cool. The other thing you can do that is a huge help to us is you can tell um, other dads that you know to check us out if you enjoyed the episode um, because this episode with Alan, thanks, man. We're You're looking welcome. forward to part two because this is you awesome. You quite welcome. All right, cool. So, guys, be cool. Hashtag be a better dad and hashtag this is dad over. Special thanks to John, Justin, and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs>